This is former TNA World Champion Raven, and you're listening to TNA Cross the Line Podcast. Quote the Raven, nevermore. And don't cross the line. Or do cross the line. I'm not really sure if you're supposed to, you're not supposed to. I don't know. Whatever. You get it. TNA Wrestling. Cross the Line. And we're back with episode 96 of the TNA Cross the Line podcast. I am Bob Pelling Jr. With me, as always, is Dallas Gridley in Dallas this week. Dusty Rhodes is back in the ring, teaming up with James Storm to take on Kid Cash in Dallas in the ever-dangerous bunkhouse brawl match. It's a non-title, so we don't have to worry about Dusty winning a championship. But more importantly, the main event tonight is going to be for the NWA World Championship. AJ Styles defending against three other guys. Raven, Chris Harris, and Ron the Truth Killings. Dallas, are you excited for this one or what? Dude, that main event alone is going to be awesome. I like that the first match you mentioned is the bunkhouse brawl. When that is... <laughs> Yeah, there, there's other there's other really important things happening at tonight's show, Bob. I feel yeah. like uh, those are the main two. I mean, I guess I guess Dusty coming back is like a big deal, but Jerry Lynn could like lose his spot on Team NWA when he oh. faces off against Bobby Roode from Team Canada. Big and then what? actually, I think what I'm even more excited about than that bunkhouse brawl is Sanjay Dunn Amazing Red's third match. Out of their, their, what is it, the three-strike challenge they called it originally or something? It's the best two out of three. And the last match was better than the first, and now I'm thinking this one's about to be a freaking banger. Well, I guess we'll have to see. I mean, it has progressively gone better. Right. Hey, and listen, I'm all for a bunkhouse brawl. I like a, I like a street fight. It's going to be a nice, messy match that's going to lead us to, a, I'm really hoping, an awesome four-way main event i believe correct me if i'm wrong well no i am wrong i was about to say something but it's the first time for sure that it, the title's been defended in a four-way match in tna the heavyweight title uh i don't think so they, we only had no, like a triple they've threat. done they've done three ways yeah 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 we've had triple threats yeah so it's the first time that they uh they're doing it a four-way so i think that's exciting However, that's, uh, that's thrilling development. I mean, and they all have intertwined together in a pretty damn good way, man. They like did really good with building all of these contenders, but I can't seem to get out of my head. We know there's someone waiting in the background. And that's Double Day Jeff Jarrett. So I'm a little nervous, but yeah, he'll find a way to sneak in himself in there, probably. Yeah. So, we I didn't even we'll... see him. He wasn't even on the show last week, right? I mean, maybe like a pre-tape, but not. Yeah, if it was anything, it was the pre- like a pre-tape thing. But yeah, he he was not like physically at the show again. He hasn't really been for what a couple weeks, I think. Yeah, it seems like that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, and also, I don't think we can we can 
forget. And we're going to talk in depth about it before we start the show. But we had a big announcement last week. TNA Impact. It's starting in June, baby. June June 4th, I believe, was the date they gave us. Uh, yeah. I think that's yeah. Uh, so we're going on Fox Sports, Fox Sports Network, FSN, TNA Impact. Holy shit. 3 p.m. on a Friday. 3 p.m. on a Friday. But it's pretty exciting. And it's really exciting for our show, Bob. So, you listen. We ain't watching it 3 p.m. on a Friday. Will we release the episode 3 p.m. on a Friday? Well, probably not. But it's kind of a fun idea. But I'm not going to do that. You guys are going to get it early and ad-free. Probably about 5 a.m. Eastern. If you want to. Really an ad free. You know what? Maybe one of these days, because like those uh, episodes are obviously forty five minutes. Maybe as a spoof, we should release uh, an impact episode that's like two and a half hours. And it's but, it's like ads. But it's all ads. It's a Conrad podcast, so we're just gonna. The first seven minutes is an ad, and then we say, "Hey, welcome to the show," and then we talk for about four minutes, and then there's seventeen more minutes of ads. Although I'll tell you what, man, I actually um, I, I texted you on the side about this. Um, I checked out the Extreme Life of Matt Hardy podcast because he is currently, well, it's old news by the time this airs, but he's doing a five-part series on the Broken character, which, of course, originated in, in Impact or TNA. Um, so I've been checking that out, and I wasn't sure if I was really liking it at first, but as I've, we've gone on, it's it's getting it's getting pretty good. However, um, it's the same thing, man. It's got a shit ton of ads in it. Isn't it part of like the same network? I thought it was, and I wasn't 100%. Uh, but if it is, dude... Oh, so you don't know still. I thought you were going to say, but it's not. Oh, uh, no, I'm not 100%, honestly. I feel like it... it I think you might be right about that. Uh, but, I mean, there is, like, literally Conrad ads of, like, him talking. I remember a time when podcasts existed to avoid ads. Because, like, that was the problem with radio. That it was always just... Not enough content and mostly ads. And now, it's all ads. Look at us now. It's unbelievable. Except for us. Except and for I- us. And, and Icopod. We don't and Icopod, don't. which, uh, if you haven't checked out me, uh, my buddy Bob, and our friend Austin Skinner, we are watching WWF from 1996. And it's really sad. But you can come check it out. We're almost into 97, and that's like... I feel like when it gets good, and Austin doesn't think so. But. Yeah, well, he anything's better than what we're watching. I just, it's rough. But it's not as good as what we're watching here in TNA. I was going to so. say, TNA is uh, probably the more entertaining in-ring stuff out of the two I, podcasts. Well, I, well, I feel like we're, we got a real treat. Like, we, we record Icopod on Mondays. Generally, uh, we record our normal episodes on Wednesdays. So it's like I get really sad in the beginning of the week. Then by midweek, I I get happy again. I get my dessert, my lava cake from Domino's. But in the beginning of the week, it's like they're sad, sad breadsticks. You really get desserts from Domino's? I mean, I haven't. The last time I did was with you like four years ago. Holy shit, okay. When I came over to watch WrestleMania and you're like, dude, we're getting Domino's. Getting Domino's, bro. We're getting Domino's, and I was like, Cheap "Okay, effective, man. we're getting fucking four lava cakes then." And they were good as fuck. But anyways, 
let's uh let's talk about last week's show a bit, Bob. And then I want to talk about some things about the announcement. Uh, there's been some nice press, some interviews and stuff. I figured let's just kind of clump most of that together. And then I have plenty, plenty of stuff to talk about during today's show, including people who have quit the company, people who are coming back to the company, people who have signed contracts, uh, people getting surgery. I mean, live dude, it's all over the place today. TNA people who are backstage at WWE shows. We got a lot to talk about during today's show. Wow. TNA guys that we've actively seen. People that we have seen in the past couple weeks were backstage at Judgment Day. Wow. Were they trying to get a job? Well, you're going to have to stay tuned to find out. That's interesting. That's really interesting. Yeah, I thought so too. So, last week's show, me and Bob, we liked it. Give that a big thumbs up. We are on a freaking streak right now. Let me see. Can I give you the streak? No, I closed that that document. I did. I, I closed the document, so you're going to have to get that. I'll tell you later when we decide what if we broke it or not. Uh, so, Bob, what do you think the readers of The Observer thought about last week's show? Uh, I will say they went with a thumbs up. They did. That's right. We had 57.1% giving a thumbs up. 19.0% thumbs down, and 23.8% were in the middle. Uh, but it needs to be noted that it was a bad response again this week. Um, so bad that it looks like, um, yeah, they didn't do very good. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> what does that mean? Do I really got to give you the numbers, though? I always feel like you how, know, you're how judging. How many people overall? How many people overall? 12? 21. 21. Okay. That's not that bad. I mean, I guess it's it's on the low end of what we averagely get. You know? 21 is not even like a... It's not even like a high school classroom. I mean, right, yeah. Um, At least there's more than 21 people in the crowd. But anyway, uh, what do you think was voted on as the best match for last there, week's show? Are there more than 21 people in the crowd paid? I'm going to say yes, because they always say, like, two-thirds is free, so that other third. And if we got, like, 900 <laughs> people. There's, like, 100. There's at least 100. At least 100 people. Uh, all right, what's, what's the best match? What yeah, what's, what's the best match? Uh, I'm going to say they went with AJ and Harris. Yeah, they did. Which, you know, as, as you listened to last week's episode, about halfway through the match, we were like, yeah, I'll see you bored. And I was like, yeah, man, I'm bored. And then it fucking picked up really good. And I was like, okay, I actually thought that was a pretty good match. Yeah, so we, we called it a little too soon. If we just bit our tongue for like probably a couple more minutes, you know, it really picked up. Uh, you know, what this about is what the, the podcast is about live reaction. That's why I like doing this format because if we had watched the show and then like talked about it and then talked about it, right. We would have been like, oh, it was a good match. But like, you don't get the context of the first six or seven minutes of the match. No, that's totally true. So, uh, the worst match. I am going to say that they went with Mountie Brown against BG James. Hey, yeah, dude, they did. And I just realized that we actually didn't do our quick rundown of the card from last week. I know we're going to talk about most of it, but might as well knock it right out of the park real quick. But yes. Uh, so James Storm defeated Kid Cash. Monty Brown defeated BG James. Amazing Red won that second match of the best of three series against Sanjay Dutt. Shane Douglas defeated Michael Shane in the Corporal Punishment match. Then Team Canada 
which was in this case Bobby Roode and Petey Williams, defeated Team Mexico's Abismo Negro and Hector Garza. And then AJ Styles defeated Chris Harris to retain the title. So that was that quick rundown. Um, they also taped three of the matches for the World X Cup last week. And I believe we touched on that very briefly. Of course, I mentioned, I think, the type of matches that were filmed, but not what happened, because we're going to be watching that uh, what next week. Looking so, forward to it. I actually am, too, which is kind of crazy to think about. But uh, So the show roughly drew 900 fans and appeared to be about two-thirds paper based on early lines. Look at that, Ben. So a third, two-thirds paper of a 900. Oh, there you go. So there's that. Uh, the pay-per-view that aired on 512 was good, Dave says, largely due to the first and the last match, which is kind of funny. Uh, but I guess it's good to bookend it. Um, and, of course, we know that Styles pin Harris in 15 minutes and 38 seconds. Dave says that it was a good match, but it could have been a lot better. The problems were that these are both high high spot guys and baby faces but try to do a lot of uh a lot of brawling which is both their weak points which i actually think is a really great point because that is kind of where a lot of the boring stuff was happening in the beginning so uh pretty interesting uh the worst thing is that they put ron killings and raven raven in the corners chained to the post and of course they're handcuffed and it turned into an overbooked mess with so much interference that by the end you really didn't care or take seriously who was going to win or lose which I actually sort of disagree with because, in fact, as the match went on, I was more invested in who was winning or losing. But uh, there was a lot of craziness happening. And remember, Conan came out with trying to get the bolt cutters. He was having quite a hard time trying to break the chain for Ron Killings, but he did eventually get it. Uh, yeah, and, and then there was also, also with the whole uh, chaining, like they chained them to the, the ring post because... Russo's logic was he didn't want any interference, so he brought two guys that have issues with both men directly to ringside, and the chains were long enough. It's like you're walking your dog down the street; like they can still probably. Yeah, they were, dude. Yeah, they were wicked long, and yeah, he wanted to keep an eye on him. Of course, then Russo wasn't even out there to actually keep an eye on him at all. Yeah, it was just. It just. I don't understand the the rational like booking there. Yeah, it was kind of weird. Uh, I agree. Um, so then Raven eventually ended up knocking out Andrew Thomas, and then he found the key for the handcuff in his pocket right. to unlock himself. Because, of course, Sa it was in his fucking pocket. Right. Uh, eventually, Sabu came out to attack Raven, uh, and then it finally ended with Cash hitting Harris twice with a pipe, and Styles got the pin with a discus lariat. And then, of course, that is going to be setting up for further with Cash in Dallas against America's Most Wanted for those tag titles. Mm, right. So that's kind of where we're heading with that. Uh, the other good match on the, uh, the other good match on the show was James Storm pinning Cash in the opener, despite Dallas interfering. Uh, there was an entirely too long post-match beatdown involving D'Lo and finally Harris and the returning Dusty Rhodes. Road Storm. Rhodes and Storm versus Dallas and Cash in a non-title bunkhouse match, plus a four-way for the NWA title, which Bob already mentioned, or is going to be headlining the show. So I guess, you know, Bob's right. It is kind of the second biggest match, so whatever. Do you think that uh, kind of, I was, it kind of really feels like they're pivoting towards uh, Harris going back to being in a tag team with James Storm, 
Oh yeah. Do you, th- do you think that definitely takes him out of the equation of winning on this show since he's part of the four way? Yeah, I think so. I think I think like I said last week, I think if he didn't beat Styles, especially as the crowd was getting more behind him again, I think it's just time. Like pull it. I don't think it's like it's not like as dreadful anymore as like I thought it was. Like the stuff with Jarrett was like, okay, come on. Okay, we know he's not beating Jarrett. Why is he fighting him for a third time? But I don't know. It's, so I'm not like I don't like hate hate it, but like it's time. Like pull it. Yeah, I think I definitely agree with you. I mean, the the crowd was just almost. It felt like they were pretty much like begging for it. Right. Uh, against which, against Styles, which was weird. I didn't think that Styles had fallen that far down to where people would really want Chris Harris to win the championship, but. I don't even know if it is Styles falling. I think it's just they really like Chris Harris in the in the asylum. Maybe, which is but, kind of bizarre because his booking hasn't been the greatest. No, so they're really pushing for that. That uh, he's chasing it, man. But he's been chasing it for so long that it's kind of exhausting. So is Raven. Oh, don't get me going on that. Yeah. We could do an entire series of episodes on Raven's trying to fulfill his destiny. I mean, it's just been like, holy shit. And like all the detours and stuff. Yeah. Because like no matter who he's, he could be feuding with uh, Julio De Niro. And he'll be like, I haven't forgotten about you, Jarrett. My destiny. I'm still coming for it. Yeah. Did you hear me knocking? Coming in. That's just shit that sucks. But the thing is that he's still like at least a recurrent. At least Harris is like, with Harris, it's we could see him not winning because he's already got something else set up. Raven and Killings ain't doing shit right now besides like trying to get the title. So I'd say they're definitely more viable contenders at this point to take it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, so then the the other angle on the show here was with Rude, which uh, Dave Meltzer spells wrong which is no surprise, uh, and Petey Williams of Team Canada beating Hector Garza and Abismo Negro of Team Mexico when Demore hit Negro with the hockey stick. Then in a post-match beatdown, Jerry Lynn came out to save Team Mexico and challenged Demore, who is great in his role, Dave says. Uh, to, this sets up Lynn and Rude. And if Lynn won, then he would get a match with Scott Demore. And, if, or, and then if Rude won, then he's not going to get the match. And Lynn would be taken off of Team NWA. So, I don't know. Let's see what's going to happen. Uh, also, Bob, we had that pre-tape angle where Trinity attacked Desire, running her, uh, you know, at, at or the back of her in the park. And then she ran her back into that the park bench. Don West ended up taking two bumps from Trinity as he tried to help Desire, which was hilarious. And poor Don West taking bumps during an interview segment. And then the other uh, backstage thing, the Irish gimmick comedy of the week saw Gilberti, Trinity, and Swinger pour maple syrup and Lucky Charms charms over Irish Pat Kenny when he was, like, in an empty place trying to, like, find him to bait him up. Yeah, it looked like he was, uh, like, an empty circus ring. Yeah, it was weird. That tags. Definitely another uh, building at the fairgrounds, but oh yeah, the um, the uh, segment with um, this desire and Don and seeing Don do a somersault down a hill, dude, might be a top five like hilarious moment 
not even in TNA history, but in professional wrestling history. It was so awesome because it was like I didn't expect Don West to be like falling down at all. Like I've never Yeah. I don't know if I've ever thought that's happened. Like Don West being like taking bumps because he because from Trinity. Um so I I loved it. I thought it was hilarious. And then and then like Trinity uh sneaking up from behind when she was clearly just underneath the bridge. The little wooden bridge that was there. Right, right. And she like snuck up. Oh, dude, yeah. it was, it it was, was so like, good. It was like a, a villain on one of those like stupid um mm-hmm. tunes or something. Right. It's like, oh I didn't even see you there. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, okay, so that's pretty much all the the stuff from the show last week. But now I want to talk a bit about the the big announcement. I got a decent amount of notes that we're going to discuss on that, uh, and then I want to talk about an interview that Jarrett did uh, because it relates to it all. So I might as well just kind of get lump it all together here, and then we will uh, get into the show, man. And I will. Uh, I'm going to warn you now, Bob. There's no explosion this week, too. So we don't. We're not going to be talking about that. At least, really? at least not that I saw um, with our normal sources. However, there was matches that were taped for an explosion in two weeks, so we'll at least mention those, but we'll get there. Okay, so the official announcement was made on May 12th of the Fox Sports Net deal. The title of the show was announced as being Impact, most likely TNA Impact, although that hasn't been officially said. So the TNAW initials apparently didn't go through. Now, the deal with FS. FSN is that even though the network doesn't have staggered feeds, the show will air 3 p.m. every Friday starting on June 4th in every time zone. So it would be 3 p.m. Central Mountain and on West Coast FSN affiliates. Okay, so like not at noon. That's kind of what it it seems like. Yeah. So Um, it's it's like a true definition of a syndicated show. That's what it seems like to me, yes. Okay. Unless I'm misinterpreting it, but that's what it's. No, that's what it sounds like. Is that they're saying 3 p.m. in each time zone. So then, when it airs at three on East Coast, it's not. It's not going to be on West Coast until three hours later. Right. What wasn't that the case a bit for AEW too? Like it wasn't on at five. You know what, dude? You might be right about that. Actually, that might be true. I think the feed, like, they didn't air it till literally 8 o'clock that night. I could I could be wrong, but... No, you might be right about that, though. I feel like I do remember hearing something about that. Um, the re- wrestlers and all performers were told that they will get the same pay for television as they got for pay-per-view. TV is being shot at Universal Studios in Orlando every Thursday night at 7 p.m., which seemed to make everyone happy and enthusiastic. It is clear Panda is right now willing to spend the money. They will tape several dark matches that will air either for DVD releases or Explosion Show, which will be continued, before shooting a one-hour live-to-tape show. Some got scared with a report on PWInsider.com that the company was thinking of busing everyone from Nashville immediately after the show to Orlando, which would be an 11-hour trip. But that's not the case, except for jobber-level performers and those in production. Uh, they had looked into doing a charter, but I guess that wasn't cost-effective. Uh, as things stand, the bigwigs like Jarrett, Russo, Mantel, etc., will fly on a small charter on Wednesday night after the show so that they can get to Orlando on Wednesday night and start prepping for the show. 
the wrestlers will fly out commercial the first thing Thursday morning so that they get in late Thursday morning. Uh, the company has talked about a bus in the event of bad weather as a last resort if airlines are shut down, which somehow got misconstrued by some people thinking they were going to be using the buses every week for the talent. Well, you know what? Amazing Red wouldn't... Uh... It would be nothing for him. It would be nothing. He's used to that. He's used to those greyhounds from. He'd be like, guys, this is great. Instead yeah. of a eighteen-hour bus ride, it's it's eleven. Yeah, this it's is awesome. good. Yeah, yeah. What are you um, guys complaining for? This is a cakewalk. What do you guys mean? Jeez. Uh, company officials were trying to sell people on the horrid time slot with the idea that FSN network officials have such low expectations. That this is just a way, a way on, and soon if the ratings are strong, they'll get on prime time. But the problem with prime time on FSN is it means it's always preempted by local sports. Even if they get improved Sunday morning slot, the WWE on Sunday mornings on a mid-level network is only doing a 0.5 to 0.7. So what can TNA do on a network with far less viewership? What was what was the number? Well, 0.7, or sorry, 0.5 to 0.7. That seems wicked high. For FS, for Fox Sports Net? No, he's saying that WWE is getting that. Oh, WWE is getting on, that. On a mid-level network. I don't know what they were airing at that time. Uh, is you, he, you would is know that, more than me. Yeah, so this is what, 2004. So they were probably referencing... It's got to be it, Velocity and Heat. It's got to be Velocity and Heat, I would assume, right? It's yeah. Just Sunday mornings. Well, that's not even... Because their shows are at... It was like 11 at night. The Velocity was. And then Heat was on Sundays at 7 in the evening. Maybe they aired them different times sometimes or something then? It must have. I don't know. I don't because, know. Uh, I wasn't a big Heat viewer in 2004, I don't think, but... I was. I used to love watching Heat Sundays at seven. I, I did. Watched I watched it eventually, but like I don't think at this time I was. Yeah, I definitely. I don't remember. It's kind but of. I was like, it was like appointment television for me because I just liked watching all the guys I wouldn't see on Raw. So I'd be like, oh, cool. Uh, Rob Conway tonight's fighting. Uh, Rob Conway. Oh yeah. Uh, okay, so point seven. So that would be on USA and Spike. Yeah, that that's late at night or in the evening. I'm telling you right now, if so, 3 p.m. on a Friday, they aren't coming close to that. No, there's no way. And I'm thinking they might not even get half. Because that, honestly, that is a brutal time slot. Right. I think it's it's pretty interesting. I'm curious. And they're paying for it. Right. It's a double whammy. If you're paying for it, I'd pay the extra and get on Sunday mornings. Yeah, I'm pretty curious. Um, that's what I would be doing. How that's going to go. Yeah, I think that's a mistake. Yeah. Uh, it's also interesting to note that the new TV show won't be available in Philadelphia since there is no FSN presence in that market, but the company does have local syndication there. Uh, there is also no FSN presence in the Baltimore, Washington market, 
but the local Comcast Sports Channel is picking the show up, uh, but putting it on at 4 a.m. on Saturday. So those mm-hmm. are two of the top ten markets right there that they're kind of getting screwed out of. That's fantastic. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, and then uh, lastly here, Alvarez uh, has the, this is that there were articles everywhere about the deal this week. And the Miami Herald had a happy, cheery article entitled NWA TNA, A Family Affair, which had some real gems from Jeff Jarrett. So you ready? Yeah, I'm really starting to think that this investment into television is not financially beneficial or even worth it. I don't know, man. We might have to uh, wait that out and find out. I just, I don't, I don't think so. Well, because is it really gonna what is it really gonna move the needle? Like, no. Let's say you got ten thousand people buying your your uh, weekly pay per view. So then, a fucking Friday at three p.m. Maybe I don't even think a hundred thousand people. Let's say fifty thousand people are buying that. You're gonna you are going to need ten percent, right? Or no? One percent to come over. Tempered, yeah, that sounds about right. To buy it, to double your viewer. Yeah, I mean, I think doing I both is the, the my issue here is like, why are we doing both of the things? But I think but I, mean, the, it, I think the point of the TV is I think they'll probably be able to get. And more people to potentially do it instead of like, oh, I gotta pay ten dollars to watch the show. Yeah, but so here's so I'll give you an example, okay? And I might be well, I might be wrong. So I was gonna say I don't think I bought a, a weekly pay per view when they had Impact, but I think I did. Well, but I feel like most people would just watch the show, just watch the free one. Yeah, I mean, I probably would. That's what I would be doing. And I'm curious. I, I do think I I bought one. I think it's going to be really interesting to see how do are they going to be like, hey, this is what happened, uh, you know, Wednesday, a couple days ago, or are they going to like tease it and not give us everything that happened? And then I don't know. I'm re- I'm just curious how they're going to translate that. Is it going to be like um, just matches to like supplement? what's happening on the pay-per-views and then the pay-per-views is like the big stuff anyways. And we're not really going to get much good on, on FSN. I don't know. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. And you, that might be the case. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just so curious how it's going to be handled with both. Now, of course, once, you know, we end up kind of dropping that, then I think, you know, it's going to be a lot different, but yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but Jarrett, Jarrett was very excited about this. If, if, as you could imagine, uh, and I actually lied. There's two. There's two like quick interviews. This one's a little bit longer, but uh, I'll talk much on the other one in a second. Uh, he said here that the WWF now WWE, and before that the WWWF were around for four or five generations. We are doing something that has never been done, and to start from scratch is a monumental task. We're headed in the right direction. He also compares himself to Mel Gibson and Phil Collins since. He was not only an office guy, but the, quote, top draw. Uh, he also goes on to say, quote, everybody has a different viewpoint on on that. And he's talking about um, 
here regarding the pay-per-view concept that everyone has different views on that uh, and he goes on to say i know if we have started if we would have started at local affiliates it's been done and it's very hard to springboard off of that if somebody walked up and given us a primetime time slot i think it would have it would have been a blessing and a curse you would have made it made it on nationally made it on national stage immediately but also on a national stage made all the growing pains we've been through pay-per-view is something we started on and literally gave us an international outlet we have grown our product in a very short period of time it's a unique concept and that's what it takes to be successful in business you have to take calculated risks at this point every risk has definitely had an upside and a downside but the positives have definitely outweighed the negatives at, uh, to this point. Uh, and he also explains why there hasn't been a Bound for Glory pay-per-view yet, which I was actually pretty surprised to see that he responded about this. But uh, that's, the, that's the part of a startup company. You have to be able to turn on a dime. And we've done that. We've had every intention of running a show in November, one in February and one in April. But the top positives and the neg negatives of pulling the trigger, we've had to make a calculated risk. I think when we do reach the three-hour pay-per-view, people are going to be very surprised and pleased that we waited till it's time to make the right move. Well, I feel like he's saying all the right things. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, they're at least self-aware. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's going to be... I think it's going to be a lot of... Uh, it'll be really interesting to see how they start off with Impact because... I think initially, even I mean, even when like WWE would do this, when it, whether it be like Superstars or Main Event or whatever, the reboot of Superstars, like the first couple of weeks would be huge matches, and then by week four it's like Justin Gabriel against David Otonga is your main event. Well, right. So I think that with Impact, I'm sure initially it will be like, oh, Jeff Jarrett. Or, like, let's say AJ Styles, NWA world champion AJ Styles, if he's the champion, defending against Michael Shane. You know what I mean? It's like, there'll be something, right. I feel like, like that. And then maybe within a month or two, depending on how they are doing rating, why they might have to do more to make it justifiable or just cut back and, like you said, really focus on the, the weekly uh, pay per view aspect. Right. But. Um, and then finally here, um, this is just another one. I just realized that I, I was going to save, but it also relates to this. So I might as well just say it quick here. Uh, lots of guys were doing radio interviews as well, talking about the deal. And Jeff Jarrett and Jimmy Hart were both on Between the Ropes radio. Jarrett said that the new show would have a futuristic look to it, and the ring would not have four sides. Oh. Uh, and, of course, this is kind of bouncing off the idea that we've talked about potentially using the AAA six-sided ring instead. Uh, he put over everyone involved with the company as being hard workers. He also revealed that they were looking at doing house shows at some point, uh, which is also noted that we shouldn't expect anything in the first week or two of TV, and they probably weren't going to be getting that going until fall or winter at the earliest, which makes sense. Uh, he said that he hadn't heard a thing from WWE since the deal was announced, but said competition was good for business, and even Vince McMahon had to realize that. He also said that the new show was going to have less backstage stuff and more in-ring, which is pretty exciting. And he claimed that some of the biggest names in wrestling 
including the ultimate warrior, had been calling the office hoping to appear for the company. Oh, fuck off. There's no way that the ultimate warrior was like, yo, Jarrett. Jarrett, hit me up. You know, let me do this. Fuck Could- that. <laughs> and if he did, he would be like, yo, I need quarter of a mil for like a three minute shout out or something. It's not. No, get out of here. Now, if you are a longtime listener of the show and you remember all the way back, it was technically like our pilot episode, we called it. Get ready to cross the line. We talked about the rumor all the way back in 2002 of Ultimate Warrior uh, wanting to come in or at least trying to get him in at least. Um, So when I saw his name pop up again, I was like, you got to be kidding me. That's a joke. That's so stupid. Um, I I got a question for you. So he's saying that the Impact show would be more in ring wouldn't you want that to be your weekly pay-per-view and then impact could be like like storyline maybe i would say i would probably say yes but i think that's tough because they probably want to add more of that entertainment aspect to the pay-per-views to try to get people more wanting to watch a two-hour show and pay for it i think that's the only thing and then remember i think we even they was talked about at one point having that more of that sports like presentation being on FSN. And so having more in ring, I think fits the bill of what they're trying to do with that. I think that's, that's why we're doing it. Right. Okay. I'll, I'll allow it. We'll allow it for now. We'll see how it goes. Let's see how it, ha- what happens. And then we will, then we'll really break it down. Um, but that's all my notes for the before we get into the show. So, like I said, there wasn't an explosion episode. Oh, so there's a shit ton of notes during the show. Oh, we got a bunch more to talk about. We aren't done. Okay. Oh, yeah, that wasn't the... That, I don't think that was even the people who were, were rumored to come in and all that stuff. We got lots of stuff to talk about. Um, but there were a couple matches that were filmed uh, before the show. They are going to be airing... You're, you're, you're going to hear these matches again, but since they happened at today's show on May 19th, I figure I might as well mention them. And these two matches will be on feature, uh, future explosions, and that would be Sabu defeating Lash LaRue. Wow. And then Monty Brown defeating JT Lightning. And then they also... Listen to this. They filmed the Ultimate X match before the pay-per-view. Before this one? Before the show, they filmed the Ultimate X. Oh. And then after the show, they did the the 16-man gauntlet. And those are all what's happening on next week's show. I have a feeling they probably did that because then they could get this Ultimate X shit out of the way and not have to worry about putting it up after the show. Well, I was going to say, so I would imagine during the show, they're not going to have the structure up. So they put the structure up, then took it down? Yeah. A lot of work probably going into today's show. Yeah, okay. I am so confused. So then they they have been promoting the Ultimate X, but wouldn't that be the... That was the last part of the cup, the tournament. I think it technically is. If if I'm remembering correctly, I thought that... Because you got five points, right? Is that the one you get the five points? We broke down down, um, the whole thing last week. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense to me. Because then, like, the 16-man gauntlet. So they, they had to have done it out of order. They must have. Um, I'm trying to see if I can find it here. Oh, yeah, see, in the man who wins the Ultimate X. Although, do they even have... 
in last week's thing. I don't even know if we talked about the gauntlet part. So it might, maybe it won't be. Because there's the two tag matches. Oh, wait, hold on. It'll open with the 16-man gauntlet. So the gauntlet that was filmed last actually is opening the show next week. Oh, my God. So they basically filmed, or they did the finals before the beginning. Yep. That makes no sense to me. Yeah, that's weird. That makes no sense to me. I mean, this it's also also what's reported. I mean, I, I would assume it's pretty accurate in, in the order, but um, you know what? The next thing you know, they're going to do like a reverse battle royal or something, and that will just be absolutely just loony. Yeah, could you imagine if they did something like that? Traditional wrestling out the window. Uh, all right, are we we're good to get into this then, Dallas? Yeah, man, we're we're good to get into the show. All right. It's the May 19th, 2004, end of the 18 and weekly pay-per-view. If you want to watch along with us, head over to your Impact Plus app. Or maybe it's in your own personal collection. I'm going to count down from three. And when I say play, that's when you want to hit that play button with us. Or for the next hour, 53 minutes and 10 seconds, you can just listen along as we try to survive this show. Even though the show lately has been pretty good. So it's not really suffering. But i got to keep my gimmick alive. So here we go. Three. Two, one, play. Starting out with a highlight package, Vince Russo is talking about those criminals, Three Life Crew, wanting to interview in all these matches. Oh, cheers. Oh, God. Need. Oh. <laughs> super, super dramatic. Oh, they were thinking that Vince Russo was the one taking them all out. Isn't that kind of funny that they think that the freaking Booker is the one <laughs> knocking everybody out? I love that idea. This Vince Russo is devastating. He's taking out all three life crew backstage. Goldilocks. Goldilocks. This is slander. Oh, she's got a really good lawyer. In a nasty legal battle. Yeah, this whole Goldilocks situation is still very interesting to me. Like, I I don't really know what the point of it is. Like, what what's the point going forward? But it's and I'm entertained by it. Yeah. She's got a guy who's so ready to step in. Of course, she's with Abyss. Who, according to Meltzer or whatever, is being... He's being controlled sexually. Dude, look, explosion footage. Oh, yeah. D-Ray 3000 pinning David Young with an inside cradle. On explosion. There is footage. Please, guys, tag Scott Demore on Twitter. Hashtag, we want explosion. What? It said it's not just a river in Egypt? What does that mean? I don't know. It's the weird David Young thing that he just said something quick. Chris, you want a rematch for a title? Raven, you want a Raven, you want a rematch for the title? Well, next week y'all got it. Now kill each other. Yeah. I don't even care anymore. Just do whatever you want to do. Nobody listens to me anyway. Oh, great. The classic dramatic music. 
Bob, as this as this highly package is kind of finishing up, I have two more notes that kind of bounce off of the that Jarrett and Jimmy Hart interview that I might as well just spit out real quick. Uh, because Jarrett, like we said, confirmed that they're going to have the six-headed ring without saying they're going to have the six-headed ring. Um, and Dave still is hoping that they're going to bring it to Nashville and they could everyone could try it out, but they don't expect that to happen. But Jimmy Hart is actually the one who brought up Ultimate Warrior. Um because Jimmy Hart is now affiliated with the group. He was on that radio show hinting about Hulk Hogan, which is probably the second worst thing that they could do. And then hinting about Warrior, which is the worst thing they could do. They also hinted at Steve Austin's name again. And while you never say never, Austin has never has had anything to say good about Jeff Jarrett or Jerry Jarrett. And I'd be shocked to see Austin come in here. Uh, it, more shocked to see Austin come in here than to see Bruno San Martino wrestle Bret Hart in the main event of next year's WrestleMania. Yeah, I mean, he like he openly dislikes the Jarrets. But you or, never say never. Or he did, at least. Who's that? I don't even know who was that. I don't, I don't know who that girl is. We're in the arena. Bob, how many people do you think are inside the TNA Asylum tonight? Well, it looks pretty pretty good in there. I'm going to say 1150. Pretty close. we got 1,200. Crowd's oh. chanting for truth over there. They do like truth. The bunkhouse match. So these guys, this crowd has already seen an Ultimate X match today. Yes, they have. So they're fucking hype. Assuming it was a good one. I don't see how it couldn't be, but... Yeah, but... I'm going to be paying attention now for, like, a burnt-out crowd. Okay, I think that could happen. Well, it's kind of going to be interesting because if they're starting off with that gauntlet match is Bobby Roode and Scott Demore making their way to the ring. Dude, Bobby, Bobby Roode's fucking bucket hat. That thing is fucking awful, but that makes me hate him even more right now. It's perfect. Yeah, it looks like he's getting ready to go fishing. Right. Maybe that's kind of the gimmick. Um, but yeah, I think... Canadian fisherman? Could say 95 WWF, all right? Come on. Wrong yeah, but he's show. not coming... If it was WWF, he'd come out with a fishing pole and like lures on him. And, like, fish on his, like, vest or something. Dude, yeah. He'd come out with fish in a bucket with on ice. Yeah. Um, but it's going to be interesting because that gauntlet match opens the show. So the crowd's probably going to be more dead during it because it was filmed after, after everything. So, actually, it's going to be kind of interesting. Maybe maybe it's for the better how they film this stuff. I don't know. I don't know. It also explains why there were so many people in the crowd tonight. I mean, the main event itself is strong, but then you also get to see the Ultimate X and stuff. Yeah, but did they know they were going to get an Ultimate X? Um, I don't know for sure, but I have to assume. I'm going to say they didn't know. I don't know, man. I I could see them announcing like in the arena, being like, guys, next week we're filming the Ultimate X. Because I feel like they know it's a tape thing. And if if they're smart, that's what they would do. Uh, I, I have one indie note for this match, and it's with uh, Jerry Lynn. So four days before this on May 15th, Jerry Lynn wrestled 3PW heavyweight champion Joey Matthews, and he won by countout at 3PW, not enough time. Oh, I have a 3PW note later as well, but it's going to bounce off of something I'm assuming you have. So, Well, I'm going to click on that show and see if it is true, because I didn't open up all of the guys. I'd say it's pretty obvious. Jerry Lynn, springboard dropkick, knocking Bobby, Bobby oh, Roode off the apron. Assuming. Coach Scott Demore's checking on him. He's got his roll of paper in his hands. 
if you have gotten the recent Brody Lee Unmatched Series 3 figure, there is a roll of paper like that. So if they ever made a Scott Demore figure, I got the perfect accessory for it. fighting ringside here that guy in the red batman shirt he's a regular i see that dude all the time yeah i feel like this is uh very similar to um to some extent like ecw like you, right. you get your several guys well, you, you got see. your crazy ladies who are always in like the back left corner our yep. view of back left uh, you got the red batman guy you got the heel section you got the lady who wouldn't give the chair to uh Lawler. Lawler. Brian Lawler. We're fighting up on the top rope here. Jerry Lynn. Bulldog from the top. I mean, Brood was in the middle, but it's pretty pretty nice bulldog there. Gets a two count off of that. Mike Posey can't wave his arms enough at that one. You know, I like Bobby Roode a lot. He just I mean, even here, he comes across like, like he's gonna be good. Yeah, uh, I'm a really big Bobby Roode fan. Like, really big. Like, he's one of my yeah. favorite TNA guys. So, Deceased, I actually don't think I've seen any of this super early stuff of his. Middle rope leg drop by Jerry Lynn. Yeah, so it's pretty exciting to kind of see that. I mean, I've, I'm sure I've seen a little bit as we kind of move forward, but I've never, I've, dude, I've told, I mentioned it before. I haven't seen about 98% of these weekly shows, at least in their entirety. Yeah, like full shows, yeah. Clothesline by Bobby Roode because Demore had to run away from Lynn. But so dude, he actually what, slid into the ring. I know it's. We're, I don't know if we're ever going to cover it so far in the future. But man, when Bobby Roode he takes that beer bottle and he smashes it on James Storm's head. Well, man, Dale, that, I mean, here's the thing. This is the type of show where with TNA, I feel like I could go probably forever. Because the guy don't care, dude. Again, there's like there's some stuff that it's just like, man. And I and I think my main thing with this is like we started at the very beginning. So I want to say right now that this podcast will never end. It will never end, guys. We're we're gonna go on forever, and in in ten years you will forget what we just said. It's just like Icopod. If Dallas and Austin were quit, guess what? It ain't dying. I'll talk by myself. And it's the same thing with the TNA Crossline podcast. See, if you guys think about it, you really fucked up with Icopod because you should have started like earliest footage you could find. Just oh, fuck that. Just no do way. it all. It'd be over. We wouldn't have made it past 1985. Well, Austin's been watching some of that early WCCW stuff. I know that's yeah, not what you'd watch, but he likes the early shit. Look at that. Rude with an elbow, not handling off the apron, hits the guardrail. Look how cocky he is. Hey. It's a good ass theme song, but knock it off. It is. I do like that song. Oh, Scott Demore's choking. I think. Uh, I think Bobby Roode will eventually come back to Impact. I'll be honest. I sort of think that too. I've thought about that a lot. Because one of these days he's going to get let go. Which is shitty, but it's. I mean, that's how WWE is. Yeah. And Scott Demore be like, "Come on back," and like Eric Young's there. It'd be a whole Eric thing. Young came back, which is awesome. I the, since since we're watching Team Canada, I'm just gonna we're just gonna openly talk about this now because it kind of relates. Uh, a couple of years ago, I thought they were about to do like new Team Canada and like do a new version of it, and they they heavily hinted at it because 
like Scott Demore was there, and then this is when Michael Elgin uh, oh. was was around, and so they, and right before Eric Young came back, and I was like, they're about to do like a new version of like Team Canada, and then with Elgin's controversy and all that, he uh, they dropped him, and then you know I think it all fell apart. But I was super hyped for the idea of like Team Canada coming back. Who would have been in that? You think Young Elgin and who? Uh, you know, off the top of my head, oh, like Josh Alexander, maybe. Oh, Ethan Page, right? He's Canadian. Oh yeah, he was around. Yeah, so there was like some really big shit they could. I mean, that's actually, not yes, a bad. Ethan Page and Alexander, I think, were tagging. They're, I think the North, this time. the North, which awesome tag team. So yeah, dude, I was like, let's go. <laughs> yeah, I was ready. Really strong. And like I said, they heavily hinted at it. And then I think they kind of just then just continued the North for a bit until that all fell apart. But look at Demore's a little sneaky little bitch laying an elbow down on Jerry Lynn as he's laid over the, the apron. There. It's a shame about Michael Elgin too, because like I tend to really enjoy his in ring, and then he's not really stable by all accounts. It looks like yeah, unfortunately not. Got a chin lock here in on Jerry Lynn. Jerlin's got a lot weighing on this match, dude. He might be taken off of Team NWA, which is kind of an interesting thing, especially if you're in the asylum and you have seen him probably wrestle already for Team NWA. Is but if he wins, he gets five minutes with Demore, right? Right. So I think the I think the chances of him losing are very very slim. I almost feel like I'd have him lose. Because, like, the feud with Demore has me going on that long. And if Demore can, like, cheat his way to avoid getting five minutes in there, you can drag it out a little bit. That's a good point. It could expand past the World X Cup. Yeah. Rude dropping a knee. I really do hate the back of Rude's tights. It's like a weird, like, sun. You know, I was just going to say something about that. I'd rather him wear, like, generic, like, Canada gear with, like, the leaf or something rather than that stupid sun. I don't know what the point of the sun is. Maybe it's like, I don't know, is that reminding me of Sonny Siaki or something? There's someone that Suns reminds me of, and I can't think of who it is. I don't know. Root on the middle rope here. Going for uh, a senton, I guess, but he missed because uh, Jerlin moved. Like an elbow drop? Is it supposed to be? Okay, I'll take it. Can Jerry follow up? Did he cut his hair? Sure. Um, short? I'm not sure. It looks a little short, but I don't think it's too much shorter than normally. It's maybe he just got a fresh cut. Couple Going for some clotheslines. Root ain't dropping down. Springboard clothesline. That will do it. Crouch behind Jerry Lynn. Hurricane Rana. Demore pulls the arm of Mike Posey, and he's literally just pulling him out of the ring. Yeah, and he's got a hockey stick on the apron, so I'm assuming that's going to be getting used here in a minute. No, there oh, yeah. Fucking Posey definitely didn't see him just throw it in. No. Uh-oh. Everybody knows that Mike oh, Posey shit. doesn't have peripheral vision. Lynn ducks it. Oh, Russian leg sweep. I thought he was going to hit the stroke, but he hits the Russian leg sweep instead. <laughs> There's no referee. One, two. Oh, he kicks out it, though. He had it. 
Jamora is sweating. He is nervous about five minutes with Jerry Lynn here tonight. Bobby Roode trying to save his manager from probably getting his ass kicked. Is he, oh, I thought he was signaling for a razor's edge. The Canadian, Canadian bomb, bomb, he calls that. What the hell's a Canadian bomb? Just a power bomb? Oh. Oh. You can't power bomb Jerry Lynn. Oh, shit. Cradle pile driver. He hits it. Oh, wow. Brew took it pretty well, too. One, two. Oh, shit. Wow. He got Clean it. Clean win. Clean win for Jerry Lynn. Wow. Well, Demore is not happy. And he gets five minutes in the ring with Scott Demore. And actually, Bob, I, I should have mentioned this earlier, but speaking of Scott Demore, you know how he was supposed to be heading the wrestling school? Yeah. Well, it's it's uh, probably not getting off the ground. Uh, and that's because... Uh, t- <laughs> Hold on. Don't laugh too much yet. That's because uh, Terry Taylor, who was working backstage as an agent, well, he quit a few weeks ago, and he was supposed to be helping out with that. Terry Taylor quit? He quit, and apparently his wife has been trying to get him out of wrestling. Uh, he does have a job selling cars in Atlanta, but Dave believes that he's already left that job as well. How the hell would Dave know that? I don't know. Because Terry Taylor is like his guy that he talks to. Oh, my God. Scott Demore's taking Whoa, his pants off. Is he wearing boxers or is it shorts? No, they're shorts, but that's wicked funny, dude. we got a countdown on how long he's got in the ring with him. So I – well, obviously Terry Taylor doesn't end up uh, – Remaining out of wrestling because they've. I'm pretty sure he's in impact like five more times. I was gonna say I was actually really surprised to read this. Yep, they're talking about him being a wrestling trainer in Ontario. And yes, yeah, Scott Demore is, or at least was a, a worker. I think does he still work at this time? Like matches? Uh, not for. Impact, I think. But yeah, he was definitely a uh, enhancement guy for WWF. Not at this time anymore, right? No, not at this. That's time. what I meant. Like this, at this time, because we saw the more in uh, on Icopod one day, I think. Yeah, yeah, and then there was one. Cl- there was a clip out there of Vince McMahon being like, "Oh, this guy Demore's a chunky fella or something." Oh like yes. It's like what the fuck? <laughs> I can't remember who he was fighting, but. He like made note that Demore was a big guy, which was funny. Now this is not an official match. He just gets five minutes with him. It's not an official match. There's a referee there. Well, that's the weird part. But I think it's just he gets to beat him up for five minutes. He ain't even be- beating him up. Demore's beating him up. Well, so that makes the stipulation even worse for Jerry. He's like, I dude, win, yeah. and I'm gonna get my ass kicked. For is my- he gonna hit like one pile driver on him or something? And like, oh, it's gotta be something. Yeah. Two minutes have gone by. We're at 3.03. You know, I don't know how I feel about this. Wow. Demore is, you know, being well, kind he of got, he got cheap-shotted. Yeah, but he's, like, legitimately doing moves and doing better moves than probably 60% of the guys on the TNA roster. Yeah, but they've just said, I mean, he is a wrestling trainer. He knows his shit, so yeah, at least they're backing it up I on like, commentary. I don't like that. I don't know if I like – I don't like – I don't know if I like that a manager, a mouthpiece of sorts – He's beating up Jerry Lynn. Matter. Yeah, he's he's beating up Jerry Lynn, and he look at my posing. Is not bad in the ring. Like that's kind of weird. That'd be like seeing like Bobby Heenan taking on Hulk Hogan, like scoop slamming him, and 
like doing the middle <laughs> rope fist traps and shit. Like, what are we talking about? Oh, look, he's putting the Canadian flag over Jerry Lynn, over his shoulders. What's he doing? Oh, Canada. Look at him waving his arm. Oh, boy. Oh, no. Undertaker spot. He's he barely even grasping his throat, but whatever. Jerry Lynn going for the... Oh, yeah. Cuts him both in the eye, dude. Fucking, the manager cuts him off. We're under two minutes left of this beatdown. Unfortunately, it's going the opposite way. Jerry Lynn, head scissor. Nice. Tilt a whirl, head scissors. So officially, more than oh, half shit. of the five minutes, Demore was kicking Lynn's ass. That was a nice drop kick in the corner. And he's gonna go for. Uh, you know what? And gotta give Demore credit here. He does. He is bumping pretty good. Oh, oh shit! But to the nuts. Oh, Tom West oh, couldn't happen to a nicer Enjoy this last minute and a half, Jerry. But you better get moving if you want to do a little bit more. He's going for the cradle pile driver, but fucking Bobby Roode. See, it's not a official match. There's not a DQ. Mike Posey gets thrown out. Now he's fighting Bobby Roode in the corner. Oh, oh here comes Team Canada. Johnny Devine. Eric Young. Yeah. P.D. Williams. The bell is sounding, which makes me feel like as if this was, in fact... No, I think the bell's sounding because they're like, end this, end this. They're just beating down team captain of Team NWA. Here comes Christopher Daniels, Elix Skipper, Chris Saban, Team NWA. They're out here. They're ready to fight. They definitely didn't just fight in an Ultimate X 20 minutes ago. Well, it was only one guy, right? Well, yeah, I think... I don't know if I, I don't think we know. I think we could probably take a good guess of who it is. Could you, could you imagine like a 16 man alternate X? Oh my God. Try to call that one. Don West would probably pass out because he wouldn't know what to do. Hudson and Vince Russo talking in the back about the deadly draw match. Wait. Starts on one on one, five minutes. Then it's a triple threat for five minutes. So then it's a then it's a four way for another five. Oh, so it's a gauntlet match. It's a gauntlet as it just keeps adding to it. He's got one major stipulation. The list of the usual suspects. Listen up, boys back here. If either James Storm, Kid Cash, Dallas, Sabu, or three life crew interfere in the match, they will be fired. On the spot. They will be yeah, fired on the spot. He didn't list one obvious fucking name. Jeff Jarrett? Yeah. Well, he's not the obvious suspect. What? <laughs> Come on. For the usual. Because those guys usual? have all that interfere. What? But damn you, that's a fucking great point. <laughs> yeah, like he's definitely getting involved. Yeah, give me a break. Who's coming out right here? From Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, shit. It's David Young. No Gilberti with him. I think we've kind of parted ways. Uh, No, I think he's still... Isn't he still associated with them? I don't know, man. They haven't been like seen together in a while. Oh, and 38. There's okay, no way he's okay. had... There's no way. We lost track, but I can tell you right now, just a few weeks ago, he was at like 19. Yeah. 
That's awesome. My ass. That is awesome. So that means next week will be 0 and 51. Oh shit, dude. D Ray 3000 making his pay per view debut. I have no idea who this guy is. Um, let me see if there's. Why does his tights look like grass? Because the marijuana. He's high. Is that really, is that like the thing? Yes. Oh, okay. It doesn't look like that, though. It looks literally like. That's his character. Like his oh, okay. hair is all throwed up. I like his hair. I really didn't get that joke, so okay. I guess. I guess. <clears throat> uh, let's see here. So D-Ray. It, oh, look, the, he, he gave his comb to someone. That's so nice. It would appear that he primarily... So he has been on a few... I guess he's been on at least one explosion before. Oh, my God. Just try to roll up David Jones. But uh, he's primarily a Michigan guy. Some Pennsylvania spots here, too. But it looks like primarily he worked out of Michigan. I'm not really sure how they would have found him. Through someone else, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, there's not even really... I could I could tell you his indie notes, uh, but it looks like his last indie appearance prior to this appearance was in March, and you ain't going to know. You're not going to know any of these people that he wrestled, so it's no point. He did go by the name Don Crisis. Oh, okay. So... There's that. But yeah, there's nothing here for D-Ray. And I do remember like seeing him originally coming into TNA. I don't know if I'm necessarily a big uh, D-Ray 3000 fan. but Yeah, I've never heard of this guy. Besides our notes that we've, we've discussed. But yeah. David Young, is he going to get his first win in 38 matches? I'm going to say no. If you go to, if you go to David Young's we got to go to David Young's page. Has he had 31 matches or 38 matches in the past couple weeks that have, you know, gotten him this, this record? No, absolutely not. He just hit a, he did hit a running power bomb, got a two count. Now he's throwing a temper tantrum like he's Christian in 2002. He's having a chat with himself. He's really got to get his shit together here. Um, let's see. I'm going to try to do a little figuring out during this match uh, because I'm, now I'm curious. I still think that they should have had him on indie shows and losing and showing the footage. Well, it's been beneficial for people. Backdrop here by David Young. Oh, no. Look, it's already okay. Because it's, I think originally it's like singles matches. They ain't talking about other stuff. They're just, re- they got to be referencing in general. No, originally, I think it was like singles. But you might be right. Well, then if that's the case, well, either way, this is still wrong. Then. So let's I see. was going to say, there's no way he's even had 14 gonna... tag matches. One, two. I'll count this. Three. Nope. He won- well, he might have not won that one. I'll skip it just for fun. 
by four, five, I guess. You Six. Your fall on a drop kick. Seven, eight, nine. So I'm at nine. Nine for what? Since his last win in TNA. In a singles capacity? No, that's yeah. anything. And I even counted one that his team won because I don't think he got the pin. So he's technically just 0 and 9. Because here's the thing on January 14th, he defeated Simon Diamond. That right. already gets rid of all the stuff that we've talked about because we even talked about going back to November, October before. So that already gets rid of that. Uh, he just drapes here. Nothing's happening in this match, guys. So we're just going to talk about his street for a minute. Then Swinger and Diamond defeated David Young and Glenn Gilberti on January 21st. ICP defeated David Young and Glenn Gilberti February 4th. Michael Shane Shane Douglas defeated Bart Sawyer and David Young on Explosion on February 11th. The date might be wrong because that might be aired at a different date. But wait, something's happening in the crowd. That's Pat Irish Kenny's Pat Kenny. beating up Gilberti and Swinger in the crowd with a strap. Oh, I know where that's leading. You don't think another strap match, do you? I don't know. Uh, March 3rd, David Young and Gilberti Cash defeated ICP and Too Tough Tony. That's on the America X Cup special. And actually, that's right. David Young did not get the pin. Ah, shit. D-Ray 3000 got the pin. Uh, then there was a then there was a, the ten man tag match where David Young probably took the fall on March third. The Rumble for the rank match David Young lost. That's March seventeenth. Then we got the two tag team title tournament matches that happened recently. Shark Boy defeated David Young. That's when they told us the streak was zero and seventeen. Then D Ray three thousand defeating him on Explosion and now on this show here. I think that uh, I mean obviously zero and nineteen sounds better than zero and. Nine or whatever. Right. No. Pat Kenny with some super kicks. David Young is just standing in the corner doing nothing. Trinity on the top rope. Tries for a missile drop kick and then misses because Pat Kenny just sidestepped it. David Young is still not doing anything. Oh, look at that. They are talking. I was supposed to tell you about this. They just mentioned Swinger has a fractured orbital bone. Really? Yeah, he uh, he broke that in a match on March 13th against Dustin Rhodes at an indie show. Uh, he did work a match in on March 14th in Miami, Oklahoma against DDP, which was Paige's first match since retirement. And he was scheduled to see a surgeon earlier this week. But apparently he must not be hurting too bad because he's dropping fucking elbows on Irish back, can he? So they're teasing that David Young wants to help Pat Kenny, but he doesn't know what to do? He doesn't want to get between them. Why would Pat Kenny care? Pat Kenny doesn't get along with He's hated David Young. Oh, Trinity with a weak-ass spin kick on Irish Pat Kenny's midsection. Wait, what's this? Is it soap? soap? Irish Irish spray. Irish spring. Not a sponsor. No. Oh, oh she's shoving the soap in his mouth. Well, all due respect, can we just have Simon Diamond back? Yeah. I think he'd even want Simon Diamond back at this point. 
Okay, we're going to hype up the World X Cup. World X. Uh, this show has been kind of flying by. Uh, we're like a half, we're just over a half hour in. Hour 22, 36 minutes left. Yeah, or we're at 30 minutes and 37 seconds. That's why I just said that over a half hour in. Well, I'm just giving them exact time in case they are watching along on their Impact Plus app or on their Impact Insider or if they have it in their own collection. I'm pretty sure that only 21 people are subscribed to Impact Plus. Oh, I should use my free month soon that they gave me after they emailed me back months. Look at the Ultimate X. Ultimate X. Ultimate X. They just keep saying that. Ultimate X. Ultimate Look, they're saying it again, dude. They said it four or five times. Coming next week. But they already filmed it. Backstage with Team Canada. Scott Demore is pretty happy with himself. But what you did to Captain Jalen, that was uncalled for. It was totally called for. It was called for by Jerry Lynn. Is Team Canada not the best, like, world team, country team that we've seen so far? I mean, I like AAA. Yeah, I mean, they're okay. But literally all four of these guys are with the company a substantial amount of time. Yeah, we're doing, I think, I think we, uh, we know what team is the best team then. Yeah, probably. I mean, team, team NWA as well. But... Well, right. But that... In terms of, like, being brought in. Team Canada's definitely up there. Hey, Jerry Lynn. Yes, you beat Bobby Roode. Okay, you won the battle. But Team... Oh, I thought he was going to say... Oh, yeah, Team NWA lost the war. I thought he was going to say Team Canada was going to win the war, but... More international action coming up. It's a preview for the World X Cup. Uh, Dallas, before you ask, Wait. Uh, I'm not Hold looking on. up any Indian notes for these guys. I wanted to hear how to pronounce your names, but JB didn't really help me there because I already I'm going to mess that up. Yeah, that's why I don't want to do it. Well, we got Nasawa. We know Nasawa. That's it. But everybody else, like, I don't know these names. You got Abismo. I mean, they're probably, I think it's Triple A they're taking on. So it's like, You're really not going to tell us any notes. Dude, I can't pronounce the names. And I'm tired of sounding like an idiot. These guys are all from all Japan. Representing Team Mexico. Abismo Negro. Mr. Aguila. And Heavy Metal. Wait a second. Aguila, those aren't your normal pants. I can't I see your butt say, cheeks. They're not see-through. Is it because of Fox Sports Net? Uh, that might be a stretch. I'd be, I think he's just forgot him. He didn't cut the I hope. On. I hope that he's on a Fox Sports Net show and he has the see-through pants and they literally got to blur his butt cheeks. Dude, that'd be so funny. That'd be so great. A little blur spot. Yeah. I was watching My Strange Addiction yesterday. Don't ask why. It was just the only thing I put on while I was, like, finishing up. Dude, I am not about to judge anything that you were to watch. I watched some really stupid shit. But they were, like, blurring little butt cheeks, and I was, like, laughing my ass off. I thought it was the funniest thing. I was like, why are they blurring that? What was The Strange Addiction? Uh, That particular, the one I'm referencing was she wanted to be, like, Pam Anderson. And so she was wearing, like, a bikini. 
but they were like, I'm going to blur the butt cheeks. It wasn't even oh, like they do fully. That, they do that like on The Bachelor. Like if they have like a, like a tiny bikini, they'll, they'll, they'll expand the bikini, like Photoshop it to like, make it look bigger to cover the cheeks. It's like, get out of here. Just put a black bar, dude. Like what do we do? That's worse. What you're doing. Yeah, it's pretty That's bad. so bad. Okay, so Bob doesn't want to do any notes. I'm just going to try to pronounce the names of the Team Japan guys that I we just, have. Just to... I apologize for anybody that wants to know what Abysmal Negro has done. But uh, I just, I don't know that I can't pronounce the names. Yeah, well, so we know. It doesn't do anybody justice for me to sit here stumbling over my, the words. It doesn't make sense. Mr. Aguila is in the ring with Nasawa currently. But also on Team Japan, we got Mitsu Hari Jr., uh, and Raiju Hijikata. See, that would have been me. Yeah, but that wasn't too bad. Um, they're all from all Japan, and I don't know if... Let me see. Do, do any of them go by another name we may know? Spinning heel kick by Aguila to Nasawa. Here comes... Nahi... What the... F- I can't pronounce that. What, what did he just say? Nahija Nakahakura. Something like Nakahata. That. What the hell? Okay, so it looks oh, like he. Yeah. So wait, the, the one in the ring, Hijikata. And they say that English is like the toughest language to to learn. They say like, get no way. Okay, so no. he's worked full time for All Japan since two thousand two. They're saying. Uh, does he wrestle anywhere else? We know he re- eventually wrestles in pro wrestling. Noah. Wrestle one. But he does primarily work in Japan. It... Mitsu Harai Jr. Hey, I didn't do too bad. Well, he did just say it. I know, but the first time, I didn't think it was too bad. And this this guy, Harai Jr., it looks like he also primarily works in, like, just Japan. Maybe Metal just hit a handspring back elbow, goes for a springboard, but settles for a tilt-a-whirl backbreaker. So he changed his name after his dad passed to Mitsuhurai Jr. It looks like he eventually must change his name again because uh, he, he is no longer wrestling, this guy. He ended his career in 2011. Triple team. Shield? Shield. Well, heavy metal, as he was selling, he bounced and got to tag in Mr. Aguila. Kick right to the chest. Hijikata. A nice kick there. Hijikata, I think, is still active. Yeah, dude, he literally wrestled this year, 2022, in all Japan. Wow. Do we know who he fought? No, we do not. Oh, wait a second. Tilt to a backbreaker by uh, Negro onto Nasawa. The crowd is... Maybe they should start every show with the Ultimate X before, because the crowd has been pretty vocal. That's a good point. It looks like he um, was on a, a team that he was with the team Voodoo Murderers recently, and he fought Total Eclipse, which uh, has Tajiri on the team. Oh. And that was um, on March 21st, so a couple days ago. I mean, a couple months ago. 
And which which one is this guy they just tagged in? What's his name? Uh, this is he uh, Hijikata. Hijikata. See, if we only go by their last names, it's not too bad. Hijikata, Hari Jr., Nasawa. Well, like okay. usually with uh, <clears throat> like a modified muscle buster. There. A lot of times, like when I do written reviews and it's like a long name like that, I'll just uh, I'll just like abbreviate it. So, like when like D'Lo Brown comes out, you just call him Low. No, I just say D-Lo. Low hits Low hits the sky high. That's not a, that's not a complicated name. Low heavy metal with a kick to the back of. You want to know? So here's a funny. You'll probably laugh. Maybe you'll laugh at this. Ijikata. So I used to do like nitro reviews for uh, ddtdigest.com. Okay. And Saturday nights or whatever, and uh, there'd be a guy named uh, Kurosawa, right? which is not a complicated name to say. I like Kurosawa. But, but I didn't want to type it out every time, so I just put K. Oh, my God. See, what I would have done in that situation, if I knew I was going to type it a lot, I'd copy it. So every time I needed it, I would just hit the paste button. Oh, that's not a bad idea. Yeah, dude. Just yeah, fucking, And then you have it ready to go. Ready to go, yeah. Wow, okay. That's smart. Like, when I do our social posts to schedule them, I have, like, the URL and the, the hashtags, and I'm just copy and pasting that shit all the time. May Aguila going for ooh, a twisting moonsault, but Nasawa for Fox Splash, but Aguila moves as well. Are they all going to miss top rope moves? Yep. Heavy Metal goes for moonsault. He missed it. Nasawa pulling him up. Oh, no. Harai took out his own teammate there. Heavy Metal going to the, the rope here. Oh, boy. Oh. Somersault dive to the floor. Oh, fucking A. I'm sorry, dude. Abismo Negro is like... He's the feel, worst of the group. That, that every is. time he gets in the ring, something bad happens. They went for like a double clothesline? I don't know. Insiguri. Ichikata gets leg dropped by Mr. Aguila. This has gotten like... It's like a car crash, but it's like sloppy to the point where it's not an entertaining car crash. Yeah, it's getting kind of messy here. But I do feel like we're kind of coming to the end of this. The one-night event next Wednesday night, our final taped pay-per-view, guys. We did it. Can't believe it, but we're almost there. Abismo Negro takes Hijikata away from Aguila, and he's going for a powerbomb. And then Aguila on the top. 450 splash. That's good. I got it. <clears throat> so I wonder if, like, Team Japan is going to be... Like the job squad. Because there's four, right? It's Japan, Canada, Mexico, and NWA. Yeah. Yeah. I think Japan is going to be the. Well, you got AAA, who are like the reigning champions. NWA is like the underdog. Team Canada is the big heels. Team NWA is the underdog. Yeah, I guess, I guess you're right. Dude, they haven't won any of them. And that's like, that's your home team. That's I think. Thing, yeah. <laughs> this is our specialty. In- we can't win. And then, yeah, so I think Team Japan's kind of like the job team. Hate to say it. Three countries. Three teams. Who Oh, boy. This is not good. Abyss and Goldilocks coming here. He's grabbing Goldilocks' hair because, of course, she's sexually controlling him. Wait, what's this? You out there, Eric? She's got a microphone. 
Excuse me. We got a show here. She said, I don't care who you got. I'm looking for Eric Watts. Eric Watts isn't here. They're saying Eric Watts isn't here, but she's she wants him. She's got a legal dispute with Eric Watts. She's got about those are all one dollar bills in her hand. She says she's got all the money and it's about twenty bucks in ones. Abyss is fascinated by her blonde hair. Yeah, dude, it's really weird. Is he like is he like a bear? I'm looking at someone acting strange. You trying to call me something? You trying to call me crazy? Yeah. Crazy is wearing the different variation of the same shirt. I'm going to knock it down, West. <laughs> Why do I feel like Don West is going to get like a black hole slab or something? Okay, they're walking away from him, so he's safe, I think. Oh, shit, Eric Watts is here. Oh, that is Eric Watts. He's got a baseball bat. Oh, he tried Still to beat him up with a baseball bat. And he got beat up instead. Oh, he's wearing his like Muppet shirt. What is? It? I gotta see what that says. He's wearing a Muppet shirt though. Look at that. What is this? Oh, okay. Wait, Tina is aware of the legal claims. Give her the give him the ones. She's got a handful of money. She drops the baseball bat. She wanted the money instead. <laughs> Yeah, right. Uh-oh. Oh, he's going to chokeslam Goldilocks, but Abyss... Oh, chair right to the back of Eric Watts. Oh, chair getting wedged in the corner. Abyss struggles with this. Well, he's, he's jamming that chair in the corner. Let's see if he figured it out. Splashing Eric Watts in the corner. She's Let's going see. calling Eric Watts all the time. She's denying it. Watts counters and sends Abyss face first into the wedge chair in the corner. Eric Watts getting hype. He's jumping. Who? 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 He's got that baseball bat. Steel. Oh, he wells him in the stomach with that dude. A steel baseball bat. Goldilocks trying to get no more money. She gets her hand stepped on. What are you doing? <laughs> Here comes Don Harris and the security. If you have litigation with someone, you probably shouldn't fucking step on their hands. Probably not. Might want to avoid that. Okay, we got a video package here, so I think it's time for some new more notes, Bob. Hit me with it. Well, so my shit keeps closing for some reason because my iPad's being dumb, but I'm going to pull it up again right now. Okay, it's going really slow. Okay, let's see. Would you like to hear... Um... Hold on. Here, I'll give you a couple. We just saw Team AAA, so it makes sense. Hector Moody, whose real name is Hector Melendez, will be replacing Conan on the Spanish-language broadcast. Why is that? I don't know. Probably because Conan... If I had to guess, it's because Conan's going to be more active on screen with the real-life crew and stuff. I feel like that's got to be why. I'd rather uh, not. I don't want to. I, I don't want to see him throwing any more shoes. 
Oh, I'm sure. Oh, here we go, dude. It's Sanjay Dutt, Amazing Red. Well, you'll be happy to know that Monty Brown and Sanjay Dutt have officially signed contracts. Yeah. Here comes Frankie Kazarian, because, of course, he's got to watch, because he's fighting whoever wins this. The future is looking pretty bright. I'm the coolest guy you know. The coolest guy in the world. Yes. It's not as catchy as I think you hear me knocking. I think I'm coming in, but... You know... <laughs> I hate that phrase so... Yeah, me too. Um, let me give you one more quick, Bob, while they're doing some entrances here, and then you can give us some indie notes. You remember our buddy Johnny Fairplay? We haven't seen him in a while, uh, but I got a couple things about him. Uh, he won Best Villain on the Survivor Awards last week and got two plugs in for the new Fox show. Regardless what you think of the guy, he deserves to be brought back and pushed on TV every single week for that one. That's what Alvarez says. And then... So, so that's so now that's good. Yeah, dude, that's really good. That he did that. He was able to get that in. Um, and I got a couple more about Johnny Fairplay, actually. Um, just trying to find it. This amazing red's coming out here. Uh, he also, Fairplay, did a plug. He did plug TNA when he was on ESPN2's Cold Pizza on May 10th, saying that he would be on the show this week, which he wasn't. So last week's show, he said he was going to be there, but he wasn't. That's, uh... I wonder if we ever see him again. Yeah, I've actually been wondering the same. I'm starting to think that we don't. I, do you think that they're turning it more as, and it, it, this is why I'm saying it, because of these interviews. Do we think that it's more of an ambassador kind of thing now? Like, we're not going to see him on the shows, but he's going to, like, talk about the company? I would imagine he doesn't have a lot of positive to say since they're not using him, but... Right. Uh, Maisie Brad just did a huge dive and almost missed... Dutt tried his very best to figure that one out, but. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It would be. Uh... I don't even know. Like, do you want him as a spokesperson? Like, I don't know. I, I don't know. Uh, there's only any notes for uh, Sanjay Dutt this time around. Uh, on May 14th, Sanjay Dutt defeated Christopher Daniels at USA Pro Deadly Sins. And then the next day, on May 15th, Sanjay Dutt lost to the Grim Reefer at SSCW's Boiling Point in Clifton, New Jersey. Oh, keeping busy. First Irish whip, Red Dead, come back, tilt, a whirl, head scissor. Oh, the octopus! The octopus! The octopus! The octopus. The octopus. You really like that move. I actually really like the octopus stretch, yes. Uh, and kind of bouncing off that Johnny Fairplay thing, I just realized I did. I didn't know I had another note about him because Dave also covers the award that he won because he also won the best feud with Rupert. Is that how you say his name? Rupert? I yeah. I, I don't know these survivor guys. Um, and when he did, he did talk about the TNA and starting on FS, FSN. Uh, they, the show brought up Fairplay's feud with Rupert. 
as Dutt goes for a dive and also nearly missed, but he hit Red, knocked him out. And now at one point, they were trying to get them to have a match. Rupert and Fairplay? Yes, in TNA. I think it was talked about once, or at least do, you know, doing it as a uh, publicity stunt um, for one of those non-existent Sunday pay-per-views. That was like what it was talked about. And Dave thinks that if there's ever a time to try and do that, it's on June 4th on the FSN debut. Because, uh, but because as we've seen, the shelf life, shelf life of interest in the Survivor characters is short. But winning the award and spinning it off may at least get some press if done in the next few weeks. If they snooze on that, it'll be worth as much as Fair Play has been worth to date. By Dave Meltzer, says that in the Wrestling Observer. You know, I feel like uh, I feel like we should avoid doing stuff like that. Arm drag by Red. There's been a few uh, high flying moves here. Dives to the floor. Not a bad start. Yeah, Bob. Who's your pick? Who's winning this? I think we've talked about Red originally, but it's got to be it's got to be Red. Double tick. They both knocked each other out. Does Red have a contract? Because now if Dutt has officially signed a contract, I could see them maybe going with him for this. Oh, that is that is a good point. I don't think he'll beat Kazarian. That is a very good point. Because what? Oh, what is going line. They just flipped inside out. Well, that's all right. The, uh, isn't like the reason that red hasn't signed was because of the Japan dates or something like that. I could have been, I don't think red has signed. I don't remember you saying that he has or not. So I think there's more value in a, even if he's not signed, I think the interest is in red and Kazarian. More yeah, so, I, I, mean, I agree with that of, as well. Uh, I still got a bunch of notes to talk about doing this show. I've already been I've already been spitting them left and right, man. So I, just, I still I haven't heard spin. like who's coming in, who's trying to go to WWE, all that. Oh, oh. right, got slammed on the back of his head. The backstage at WWE thing, I'm saving for a little while longer, but because I'm wondering if they're going to show up on or not or not on the show. Um, a kick. But I might just we'll give you that one soon. The coolest man on the planet. <laughs> um, and I guess the, I guess I kind of already gave you the stuff about who was showing up and, and quitting and stuff like that. So that that mo- uh, Terry Taylor quit. Oh, I think talking about like a wrestler. Well, no. <laughs> right, almost went to the clothesline. So you did one of those teases, like, oh, gotcha, Terry Taylor. Yeah, like if we, if I was had a website like a crappy wrestling website that I just stole other people's headlines, I'd be like, you won't believe which TNA, TNA uh, roster members leaving the company and you click and you're like, oh, it's fucking Terry Taylor. Yeah, I kind of did that. But it's, I mean, he was on screen. It's not like he was only backstage. My favorite thing is when they're like, uh... what is, oh boy. Look at this. We're up on the top. Red got caught in a hurricane round. gets powerbombed. Powerbomb off the middle rope. Oh, oh, I shit. Almost a three. Uh, my, no, my favorite thing is like, I mean, this is I think fairly recently. They were like former Impact champion, 
debuts on AEW Dark, right? In the and it's like a picture of like Moose, right? As like the header or something. And then, and, you, and, then and then you read it, and it's like that Rajay Ratut yeah, guy. Rohit. 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 Yeah. yeah. It's like, are you fucking kidding me, man? Like, come on. I hate it when after a show, like, let's say that it's like big title change on Dynamite, and they show a picture of the women's title. It's like, wow, I wonder who won. Right. Like, thanks for spoiling it. I was, like, about to watch the show. Or, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Amazing Red climbing to the top. Sanjay Dutt joining him. And Red looks like he might be setting up for a code red from the top. Uh, Yep. Boom. Definitely helping him out there. He kicks out again. Sanjay's still alive. That's right. Frankie Kazarian looks like he's kind of getting nervous ringside, Bob. Looks like he's about to choke on his gum. Because he's nervous. Well, I don't blame him. I'd be nervous, too. Uh Uh-oh. Red going to the top rope. This is a swanton. Rolls through it. Sanjay with a kick. Standing shooting star. One, two. Oh, kick out of two. Standing shooting star couldn't quite get the job done. No, he could not. We already have under an hour left in the show. Sure, we're at 55 minutes, 58 seconds. Maybe I've been watching this show at like times one and a half speed or something. Yeah, are we sure we haven't been uh, speeding this up on our VLC players or what? I think we have been. Maybe we should try that. We'd probably be talking a lot. Oh, no, he dropped me. Hit the closer. Hit the. Oh. So you going for the Hindu press now? He missed it. <laughs> this uh, is he, not stop He's going for the Hindu press, and uh, he actually did miss it. So I'm a he fucking future future teller. Oh, like a judo throw. Red Star Press. That could be it. Oh. Well, they've definitely gotten the memo that uh, the third match has to be constant near falls. Oh, yeah. You think this is WrestleMania? Could have is. That's a beautiful X Division title. I'd love a replica of that one day. Bob, my birthday is coming up in a few months. If I had bought you a replica TNA X Division championship instead of paying you for rebellion tickets, would you have done that? Yeah, I actually think I probably would have. Have done that. I could have found one for eighty bucks. No, that would have been cheap. You gotta give me one of equal value. A <laughs> nice one. Have, I want a nice one. You wouldn't have to know nothing. Oh, oh swinging like flatliner thing. Oh, you got, got it. That's a rope. Wow. Oh, good job. Well, you know what? Of the three, I think that was the best match. Yeah, it definitely was. Kazarian's like, damn, I gotta fight this kid again. Kazarian's about to go confront him. You know what I should have done, Dallas? I should have gone to like Walmart or something and got a replica foam intercontinental championship and then got red tape and just put an X on it and been like, here you go. Here, here's the X title. We, you never specified on which one. Oh my god, look at it, dude. Sportsmanship. Oh Kazarian. yeah, we're gonna trust the Rank Kazarian. Well he's yeah, he's the coolest guy in the world. He's really, lifting, Red he's is gonna be like, Yeah, dude, I totally believe you. This guy's naive. Red's 21, and Sanjay Dutt's 22, they said. Oh, 
Frankie Kazarian is about to deck him with the championship. No, he's not, dude. Look, he's bowing to him. Great job, Brad. I can't wait to fight you. That's awesome, dude. This is really Brad, good. Get out of the ring, dude. Just leave. Kazarian is such a sportsman. Don't turn your back. Look, he's fucked. He's fucked. You never go. Okay. You never do a double handshake. Oh, he pulled him in. He's like, I got you, dude. I'm going to get you in the ring. Oh, I pulled him in again. Like, yeah, you don't, yeah, you don't want to fuck with me. He's like, oh, look how cute you are. See, look, he didn't hit him. <gasps> Yo, you son of a bitch. Amazing red drop kicks him in the back. Heel, that's and a heel turn. What the hell happened? Amazing red, you're not the champion. I'm the champion. Dude. Is the bunkhouse brawl next? Um, It might be. Yeah, it is. So let me give you some more notes during this highlight package because I feel like I might need to pick up the pace a little. Yeah, I think we only have two matches left. Yeah. Um, the TNA mailing list sent out a deal where fans were asked to speculate about what the big announcement was last week. The suggestions were stupid to a ridiculous degree. For example, Paul Derrick from San, San uh, Ramon, Ramon, California, wrote, quote, I think that TNA is going to announce that they have bought out their competition and that, <laughs> and that there will only be one wrestling company once again. But this time the company will be total nonstop action and wrestling will be back the way it should be. Thanks, TNA, for putting on the best wrestling show on TV. That they bought out who? Their competition. <laughs> That's what someone speculated. Oh, my God. I love it. Uh, let's see, what else do I got for you here? There's a couple I'm going to save for the main event because they have to do with AJ Styles. Uh, Vince Russo is entering the Denver uh, Seminary School on May 24th. He wrote a letter regarding his frustration of wrestling, saying that he was in deep depression from WCW and that until six months ago. TNA was no different than WCW, saying it's every man for himself, dog eat dog, and total paranoia, total paranoia and, and politics. You know, I just, I don't understand, like, I don't understand that stuff, dude. Like, his job is literally to listen to Jeff Jarrett and then write television. Right. If the boss doesn't want something, then just don't wait, do it. Wait, he goes, James Storm Industrials are being interviewed. Scott Hudson goes, it looks like you're in one of your moods again. Could he tell from his face? Well, it's not entitled, so I feel like they're going to win. Yeah, I think that's probably fair. Sorry about your luck. Oh, he, he didn't, didn't say, say damn. damn. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> the luck has uh, ran out, baby. They, are, they must oh, be very strict. Idiot. Mudhole's ready to get stomped in you. Okay, as as well, you know, we'll see if he says anything good. Then I'll I'll give you another one. He he's ready. Dusty's pumped up. He's just rambling. It's time for a good ass whipping. Do you ever notice when Dusty talks really fast, he breathes and it's always like, <gasps> yeah, you can hear that, <gasps> yeah, dude. If once I heard that, I can't, like, get it out of my head. He just did it again. I know. 
It's like he's gasping for air. Right. <laughs> oh, Kukesh is a tongue as long as the Nile River. He wouldn't know smack if I came up and slapped him in the face. There's a storm coming. And he looks at James Brown. Oh, I get it. Cause it's, okay. Yeah. James Storm, the storm yeah. coming. With, and Dusty Rose is coming with him. Okay, right, are you ready? Let's go. Let's do this. Kid Cash coming out now. Okay, Bob, do you want to know who's backstage at Judgment Day? Okay, so it's a TNA guy. Right? Yeah. A TNA guy, an alum, and someone who's been rumored to come in. Wait, so it's one person? No, there's three. Three? Holy shit. The only one is active in our company right now. As Dallas is carrying a trash can full of shit. Okay, so among those backstage at the show, here, I'll give you the two you you are that aren't with us, and you can try to guess the other one. Diamond Dallas Page, Sean Waltman, and one more. So, So he would be here. We have not seen him on this show yet. Ron Killings. No, pretty close. BG James. Very close. Uh, not Conan. The the K Dog, baby. What? Conan. Conan? Why? Yeah. James Storm's coming out now. It's noted here Page, uh, DDP, talked at length to John Laurinaitis and Triple H. He was said to have looked in good condition. Not that he was thickly muscled, but was lean and physically looked good for a guy his age. With a physical comparison made to a guy like Christian. Now, I'm only talking about this because we've also mentioned DDP coming in, potentially. So, uh, Waltman was wanting to get back into the business, either with TNA or WWE, and talked at length to, uh, to Triple H about coming back. Now, the one that we're most interested in, of course, Conan. Okay, so, Conan, who had Eddie Guerrero and Mysterio go to bat for him, was offered an announcing job pending his status with TNA. Conan is said to be earning about $500 per week from TNA. He signed a contract for a year, which has long since expired, but the contract gives TNA a second-year option, which hasn't expired. Conan was asking for a wrestling spot, but they were negative on that. Conan's The Conan thing was pretty controversial in the sense that Guerrero, uh, who has a lot of power these days, was strong for him. Yeah, I absolutely, if I was WWE, would not be offering him an in-ring spot. In 2004? There's no way. Broadcasting, I'm assuming Spanish, is what they'd be doing. I would assume. So, I guess that I I could do with. Get Cash and Dallas ready to fight. Cash has that pole in his hand. I do think that even looking at Dallas in the ring, like you can tell he's much more comfortable than he was his like first like appearance or two. Yeah. Uh, I have some indie notes here for Dusty. Now, we haven't seen Dusty compete in the ring since November 26, 2000, 2000. Jeff Jarrett to a no contest in a fans revenge lumberjack strap match. Oh my God, the fans revenge match? Um, what, what was the date on that again? Because you, you cut November out a little bit. November 26, 2003. Wow. Here's a fun, a fun match. 
on November 29, 2003, and I know I'm only noting like interesting things here. Uh, he teamed up with Bubba the Love Sponge. Oh. To defeat Kevin Sullivan and Ralph Mosca for Full Impact Pro. No. Yeah. Yeah. The return of the Dream. Uh, back on December 12, 2003, he defeated Jerry Lawler for IWC in a match where Mick Foley was the special referee. And let me tell you, that match sucks. I've watched that one. Uh, he had a 0-1 tour uh, where he teamed up with Dusty Rhodes Jr. What? Losing to uh, Kojima and Otani. He Dusty, also Dusty Rhodes Jr.? Yeah, man. Uh, he is actually, it, it's is Dustin. it Dustin? It, it's Dustin. What the fuck? Yeah, Dusty teamed with Tom Howard on March 5th to lose to Dusty Rhodes Jr. and Steve Perino. And the most recent indie match, or I guess Japan match, uh, Dusty Rhodes defeated Steve Carino for Hustle on May 8th. So I, I'm really intrigued by the uh, Bubba the Love Sponge match, teaming up with him. That just seems... Well, absolute. yeah, that's ridiculous. I actually have some zero-one notes as well, which is kind of funny. So I guess since you said it, I can tell you now. As they finally lock up, holy crap. There's one note here for uh, for Dallas. On May 8th, he defeated Jeremy Sage in a loser-must-retire match for PCW in Arlington, Texas. And, of course, he was going by the name of Shadow. Oh, Shadow. And that's all the Indian notes for this match. Okay, well, let me give you my zero one note. I was going to save it because the main thing I wanted to talk about has styles in it, but I'm realizing there's actually a little bit more to that. Um, so zero one actually tried to bring in Kevin Nash and Scott Hall, uh, but they were asking for uh, $50,000 a piece, a piece to wrestle. Holy smokes. Uh, that's not my, my major note here, uh, but they were only willing to pay fifteen to 25000 each. So more than double is what they wanted. This guy just knocked out. Uh, Goldberg uh, was supposed to be there. He was not. Anyways, moving forward to stuff that actually affects what we are watching. For the next show, they were working on an ECW match where they do a three-way with Terry Funk, Sabu, and possibly Raven, bringing in Fonzie as Sabu's manager and Francine for Raven, and use an ECW ref and a ring announcer. So they wanted to do like a legitimate ECW match in Zero One. Uh, there's also talk about bringing in um, Abyss to fight Musk. God, I'm going to butcher it. Uh, Mescar- Mescarita Sangrata. Oh, that wasn't bad. Um, and then also there's an idea of doing a pure TNA match with Jeff Jarrett versus AJ Styles being talked about. But the negative is that in Japan, uh, they've got Styles typecast as a junior heavyweight. Right. And in, in Japan, I think they're a little bit more strict about those type of things. They also want to bring in Mick Foley in the next show. There's lots of stuff. Zero One seems very interesting. You know, well, it's funny that you like said said that because I'm trying to look up some more like Zero One stuff. Because if they're trying to do that type of random ass stuff, like I might have to s- seek this out. Okay, Bob. This is a bunkhouse brawl match, but you wouldn't know it yet. Yeah, because they're doing all just regular old wrestling. 
I don't like that Dusty's gimmick at this point. Like, all his matches in TNA is, like, I'm going to sit here and, like, tease a move, and then I'm going to do it. I'm going to do my elbow. Well, like, he'll tease it, he'll, like, wiggle around, and then he does it. Arm drag by James Storm on Kid Cash. I've always hated this. It's tradition. They're doing traditional rules for a match that should not have traditional rules. Time out! Kakesh, yeah, he wants out of this. He ain't getting one, so tough. Does it give you a rough date on when they're trying to do like the ECW thing or not? Um, I mean, this is on. This is from the May twenty fourth. 2004 observer and it's kind of based off of this so i would say it's probably soon after this show so they're late may early june maybe but yeah i don't have an exact date you know what i probably would have better luck if i just like looked up raven or something well, he was not there. well assuming if he actually went well that's what i'm saying like that by the looks of it at least according to cage man he was not there up until April of 2005. Oh, jeez. So at least the ECW match I wanted probably didn't happen. That's what I'm thinking. I'm going to try one more page. And if he's not there by uh, May of 2006, then I don't think he's And he was not. Well, did you actually look up their company? Is Kid Cash just controlling yeah, the leg uh, of James Storm? I'm on the thing here. And I don't even know if... Because you said they wanted to do Styles and Jarrett, too? That was talked about. Let's see if I can... I mean, I know AJ's been there before. On his own. Where is the... Going for the ropes. James Storm grabbed it. So it doesn't look like he was there either. So I don't think they did either one of the things that you were uh, referencing. Wow. Well, you know what? You can't have it all. Apparently not. Power Slam by James Storm and Kid Cash. Absolutely zero weapons. Yeah. Hardly a a brawl here, folks. It's kind of a bummer, man. I was like, oh, okay, a bunkhouse brawl, that's fun. Like, we'll see some crazy weapon shots and whatever. Just brawl all over the arena and have a lot of fun. This is like a regular match. It's a tag match. James Storm's sock is exposed. His boot got slipped off. And this isn't a Conan match, so it wasn't thrown. Wait, the ref is saying you didn't get tagged in. This is a bunkhouse brawl match. Why are we doing, like, you didn't see the tag? There shouldn't be any tax. Uh, <laughs> what are we doing? I don't know, man. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, my God. Storm, well, oh, my God. Storm didn't realize that Dale's got knocked off the apron, so he still turned around to hit him as he was going back and forth. Bloopers. Dallas is holding Storm. Kid Cash doing a double springboard. And he, oh, Dallas <laughs> caught his own man. So that's Thank good. Thank goodness. 
this match is really pissing me off. Storm just did an insecurity with his uh, his foot without the boot on. So that was bone to skull contact. So maybe Kid Cash is knocked out. Oh, uh, Bulldog. Bill Barrel Bulldog onto Dallas. Dusty waiting in the corner for a tag in a bunkhouse brawl match. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what to say about that, to be honest with you. It's happening. Dusty wasn't even extending his hand out. He's that lazy. He's like, nah. Oh, he's doing... Oh, elbow on Dallas. Andrew Thomas is like, wait, you did not get tagged, dude. You didn't see the tag again? Is he like the NWO ref? Yeah, is he doing like a Nick Patrick? He's going to rip off his TNA shirt and it's going to say Kid Cash Dallas. Oh, finally, a fucking trash can. Wait, James Storm got it. No, he's going to take off his shirt and it's going to say sex. Sex, they're coming back. Yeah. Oh, Cash went for a springboard and he got hit with a I damage. love how the referee can't disqualify, but by God, if he if you don't see a tag, you ain't I you ain't coming in, pal. No, stop. James Storm, stop putting your cowboy hat on before doing the the neck breaker. It always falls off. It's silly. Going for the cover. Cash with the pipe. That lead pipe. Now, if you get hit in the with a lead oh, pipe fuck. in your private areas, then you will probably in the Dusty state of California. Just, Dusty just walked in, and Andrew Thomas was like, okay. <gasps> oh, my God. Oh, break the table. Oh, he's got the pipe. He, Cash gave it to Tanay. I don't know why he did that. But... Wait, Dusty's taking his shoe off. He's taking his shoe off. Wait, should he use the shoe? Should he use the pipe? Why is he contemplating on what? Look at, look at the pipe. Throws the shoe to James Storm, even though there's a trash can in the ring. Oh, because Storm needs the boot. It's loaded. Oh, it's loaded. It's probably a steel toe. This is so dumb. Oh, he hits it. That should be it. Wow. Okay, so he won. Bob, that was the worst bunkhouse brawl I've ever that, seen. That was bad. That if sounds. It, that seems like an agent who doesn't know the rules of a bunkhouse brawl. Something's up with that, for sure. I mean, that was, for a bunkhouse brawl, that was lame. If that was just they told us it was a regular tag match, like, fine. Right. But you're not living up to the stipulation. No. So that was kind of a disappointment. But hey, at an hour, 16 minutes, and 50 seconds, we only have one match left, and it's a big one. So, whatever. Yeah, it is a big one. And it's a gauntlet match. Five Scott minutes. Hudson. Oh! <gasps> He's in the back with Alpha Male Monty Brown, newly under contract. Oh, fuck yeah, look at that outfit. I do like that shirt. You have your eyes on that deadly draw? He said Monty Brown, right? That he couldn't come in? Vince? Oh, wait, did he? He said James Storm, Cash in Dallas, and Sabu. He didn't say Monty Brown either. No, he didn't say Monty Brown. So Monty Brown and fucking Jeff Jarrett. Take it up. They went to the ground for a second. To the top of the food chain with the alpha male lips. You can tell that Scott Hudson enjoys talking to Monty Brown. Scott Hudson? Look, he's just repeating the question, pretending he's Scott Hudson. Of course I have my eye on 
takes off his jacket. Are you assuming a defensive position, Scott? Look, he looks like he's about to attack Scott Hudson. <laughs> no, please, God, no. <laughs> No, you look God, him in the God. eyes, it's an act of aggression. Scott Hudson is trying not to laugh right now. Look at him. He's smirking so hard. Of course I will hit my eye. Is it his is he chewing gum? No, he's got a he's got a tongue piercing. Is his tongue swollen? It looks like he's chewing something. Well, he might be chewing gum too then. Yeah, there's definitely something in his cheek. One of you unfaithful little Omega males. The Serengeti Slayer. I like that name. And feel. And. Tell me, please. After it's all said and done, someone, someone will be the prey and someone will be the predator. And you're looking at the predator. So he's like planning to go after whoever wins. Yeah. Pounce. Huh? Period. 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 Dude. Put the title on Mountie Brown. Dude. Come on. What do we have to do to get yeah. him back on my TV somewhere? What needs to like be today. done? Yeah, like what today. needs to be done? <laughs> Incredible. We're at the announce table. Don West and Mike tonight. I'd give you some notes here, but they always announce matches, so I kind of want to wait a second. Well, they're, they're just going to announce like the World X Cup stuff that we already know about. Oh, that's All a good point. No, that's a good point, actually. Okay, so I want to try to get through a bunch of notes here because I want to try to enjoy that main event as much as we can. Uh, Jeff Jarrett was on the Best Damn Sports Show. And instead of putting over talent he had, he showed clips of Brian Urlacher, uh, which Dave says he would, he would have brought that clip as well. Uh, the Tennessee Titans, which was two years ago, and he talked about Hulk Hogan. Um, also, there is at least one wrestler who was told that he could book his own indie dates with promoters and had that he had a relationship with and not give up 15% and not have to get 50% up front. Uh, of course, they wanted everyone to sign contracts. A, uh, a contract addition that would give the company booking rights. The problem with that is if the company is negotiating for a wrestler or a promoter on a date, the wrestler himself is negotiating with a different promoter. So we don't know who it is, but someone. I'm someone. Gonna say, uh, I'm going to say Raven. I kind of think it's someone like that as well. Yeah, it's a bigger name. Uh, this is also interesting. And in if Monty Brown wasn't so entertaining, I probably would have told you then. Oh, wait a second. Who's this? A team NWA is coming out. Hold on a second. You don't have to hype next week because everybody knows what's happening next week. If Bob was in the crowd, he'd be like, I know who won the Ultimate X. Try to get it on camera. Ultimate X is really good. Daniels won. Just like screaming like random people. It was Jerry Lynn. He better not promote Ultimate X. He's talking about all the teams. The most prestigious wrestling company in Japan today. Well, there he goes losing his Japan bookings. Over New Japan, what the hell? Well, I think all Japan might have been bigger still at this time, but. Really? 
Well, maybe. I, Austin would know more than I would. I'd need to ask Austin, but. Doesn't matter if it's Lucid Libre, Japanese style. Invented the X Division style. Perfected it. Wow. Next week, the four men that stand before you are going to take back what rightfully ours. Well, you can't take it back if you never had it, but. Right. That's the gospel, according you know to the Fallen Angels. Possession is nine tenths of the law. There you go, baby. You know what? I want Bob Blake very badly, and if any of our listeners have one, this is like dead serious. This isn't like a joke. I want one of those microphone things that they put on the microphone. I want that. Like the does like the logo? Yeah, the little like microphone slide thing. Yeah. I want one of those. Oh, BG James Conan backstage. BG James has been wearing the same shirt. For about four weeks now. At least four weeks. If either one of you guys interfere in the match, you're going to be fired. Conan looks like he's going to golf with uh, Curran White later. Conan's like, yo, Scott Hudson, I don't care because guess what? I got a WWE contract just waiting for me, dog, to be a new broadcaster. Maybe that's what's happening. Maybe he's about to get released. So he can go there. Dude, do you remember Curran White? You didn't laugh at that joke, and I thought that was funny. What about Crew and White? About I said golf? Conan. No, I said Conan looks like he's going to go golf with him. Golf. Yeah. Well, Crew and White. It was like nothing next next year. Okay, fine, but you know. No, I know. But, I know. I did like that. Curl. You think we're going to sit back idly? But brother, you got another thing coming. <clears throat> Didn't Crew and White like? Wasn't he like anti-Mexican? He hated his own, like... Well, because it is. It's Chavo. Right. Uh, I don't remember the exact... I, I mean, I was a kid, but... Pretty sure that's what it was. Okay. Video package. Hyping up the deadly draw. So let me keep going here. Got a little bit more for you, but... Uh, the company is said to be making new ring outfits for everyone. The wrestlers were also told to dress up, coming to the building for shows from this point forward, uh, because there's this mentality that the old-timers have, that there may be some truth to it. That there is people who won't pay to see people like themselves. So to be a star, you have to dress like a star and stay away from being buddies with the fans. You should be nice to the fans, but the idea of drinking a beer with them uh, for an hour after the show in the parking lot isn't a good idea. I could, I can see that. But I like the more interesting part of that to me is them making new outfits for everyone. I think that's pretty cool. That would explain. Uh, well, they also have to dress up. That would explain Elix Skipper's uh, shirt. Well, we've noticed, though, they they did that for a while, like the dress-up thing. Um, I mean, this is uh, interesting, but uh, they they look to be phasing out the NWA name since they don't own it. Uh, They've set up a new TNA Wrestling website domain name, and on their current NWATNA.com website, all the NWA references are gone except for the small NWA logo and the belts being called the NWA World Heavyweight and NWA World Tag Team. But the references to the product is now being called TNA Wrestling. But what's weird is like they still have NWA for like three years. Right. So, so much, I guess, for that, really, at the end of the day. Well, 
They don't. They do tone it down though, for sure. Uh, I think I actually only got one more. If I'm if I'm looking correctly, and actually it's about kind of related to. Although I'll wait till indie notes because it bounces off one of your indie notes. It's a long video package. Maybe it just feels long because I'm ready for the match. I don't know. No, I think it's been long. It's been going on for, I think, almost three minutes. So now we're seeing some videos of them talking. I do like that they do, like, newer interview, like, things like this, insert it into the highlight packages. Yeah. When I'm done with that. Well, Raven says when he's done with this, he's coming for Sabu. I wouldn't be opposed to a Raven-Sabu match for the... NWA World Title. That'd be interesting. I mean, Sabu had, did get a shot when Ken Shamrock was champion way back in 2002. I believe Sabu was technically a former NWA champion. Oh, you know what? You might be freaking right about that. That's such a weird thought. Vince, your problems yeah. become mine. Vince, your problems become mine, Vince. But if AJ Styles survives the deadly draw. It's Dale. Yep, yep, I do. I only got one more note. Here we go, man. NWA Heavyweight Championship. The Deadly Draw. Let's go to the tail of the tape. Look at this. Look at that old-ass Raven and Styles picture. Even Truth might be pretty old. Uh, That Truth picture is from his first title reign, I think. That's what I thought. Or his only, right? His only title reign? No rest for the champ. And that Raven one is like when he first got here. Yeah, dude, that's wicked early. But you know what? There's no real reason to update it, so who cares? Yeah, they just looked completely different. Styles is, you can tell he's got the cocky face because he's the heel in that one. Harris, they took, we're like, hey, bro, we got to take a picture. And he's like, what? And then they took (laughs) it. (laughs) Deadly draw, AJ's toughest test. I am actually looking forward to this match. No, I think this is going to be pretty good. And Styles coming out first. Bob, do you want to start doing your indie notes during entrances here? There's probably not much, I bet, because of who's in the match. Yeah, I should be able to burn through these. Uh, AJ, let's see. He, on May 14th, he defeated Danny Daniels to retain the NWA world title. For NWA No Limits in Rock Island, Illinois. And then on May 15th, he wrestled Christopher Daniels to a 30-minute time limit draw for 3PW. Oh, yes. That's what I have to talk about. That's right. I figure that's what it was. Uh, but you can go ahead and finish, and then I will, uh, I'll, I'll talk it, about that. I feel like Harrison. Styles has some new shiny gear tonight. Is that new? That is that is new. Is that new? Silver? I, I don't think I've seen the silver. I think that's new. Uh, Raven, he won the USA Pro Heavyweight Championship when he defeated Shane Douglas inside of a steel cage. Whoa. On May 14th for USA Pro at Deadly Sins, and that was in New York City. And uh, I have been trying to find that show, but apparently... That uh, it doesn't exist. Oh, you know what? Dad? It's a gauntlet match. So, of course, not all the guys are coming out. So, that might be. So, AJ does not have 
that's right what they meant right that he doesn't have the ability to rest because he's starting off yeah i didn't that is surprising though that they're having the champion start off the gauntlet well he is a fighting champion he is a fighting champion he let's go to jb there is nothing for ron killings and then let's see if there's a random chris harris in the appearance and it looks like I guess, I don't know if I mentioned this, but back on May 1st, Chris Harris defeated Matt Parks, who I don't know who that is, for NWF in Fairfield, Ohio. Who is Matt Parks somebody that I would know previously? No. Okay. All right, and that's all there is. Nice. Okay, so we're introducing uh, Harris and Styles like it's a boxing match right now. You so think that after every entrance he's going to do that? No, but they probably should. Kind of funny. Uh, so it's noted that that Daniels and Styles uh, 3PW match, they tore the house down on the, the, the May 15th show. And that's at the new Albora Arena, which is the ECW Arena in Philadelphia. Uh, they went to a 30-minute draw and then asked for five minutes, and they went to the draw again. So it was an extra long one. Um, it also is apparently building to a June 19th show where they will wrestle a 60-minute time limit. And it was reported by several sources that it was the greatest match in the history of the promotion. There was a fuck TNA chant when the match started, uh, and that isn't good when the hardcore audience hates a company trying to be the underdog. Styles was also not announced as the NWA World Champion, nor did he wear, wear the belt to the ring. So I reviewed that show, the May 15th one. Really? Uh, do you want to guess on how many stars I gave it? That match? Because Dave, did Dave say that they tore it down? Yes. I'm going to say you gave it four stars. Uh, I gave it three and a quarter. Oh, I almost said that. It's a good match, but to fill a half hour, you got to... You got to kill some time, and that's kind of what uh, Harris immediately hits his beer. We got the countdown for five minutes in the corner here for our next person to enter. Uh, they do. They don't have a sixty-minute Ironman match. Not that I remember. They it's just time played. limit. It's just his time limit. There's a no. There's a no time limit match. Oh, maybe that's kind of what it's referencing. Is that June nineteenth? July seventh. June nineteenth. Uh, they don't have. I mean, AJ's on that show, but they're. It's not a. Uh, it's not against Daniels. Oh, okay. So there's a no limits match. And because they have like a bunch, they have a handful of matches. Also, apparently, uh, it's funny because it, it after they went 35 minutes, Daniels again asked if the crowd wanted five more minutes, which they of course popped for. Uh, and then he said that he didn't want to because the fans already got their money's worth and insulted Styles. So <laughs> he was like, nah. That's good. They, I wonder if they did have a... I feel like they had another one. Oh, okay. I guess they had a match where it was just for the... Eventually for the title, and there's not a 60-minute match. 3PW, if you, uh, if you want some... 3PW is basically TNA 2002 for the entire run. Really? I um, I haven't bag seen stuff with some good wrestling. I don't know if I've ever seen any 3PW, but it seems interesting. It's not bad. I liked it. 
the are, they still, are, they, are they still an active company? No. I didn't think so. They went out of business in, I think, June 2005, right before, like, the ECW, like, reunions and stuff. Oh, okay. Did they always run the ECW arena? Uh, for most of it, they did. There was a period of time where they had to wrestle, <clears throat> like, at a bar because oh. XPW took over the ECW oh. arena. The Electric Factory. Whatever. I don't know if it was a bar. I think it was like a club, maybe. Okay. Interesting. Uh, Harris just laying in some of those southpaw shots. Whip Styles in the corner. Styles gets a boot up. We're down to two minutes, 22 seconds of our next entrant. And we are at an hour, 34 minutes, and 59 seconds, if you're following along at home. I like it. Um... I feel like these five minutes are long as hell. Pay like kick replay. Guys in the truck. Guys in the truck. Bring them all out. I want chaos right now. That's like what I'm in the mood for. No, you don't. Scoop slam going off the ropes looking for a knee drop and he hits it. One, two, no. Kick out of two. Who's going to be the next entry? I think it's going to be Raven. I was actually thinking Raven's going to be last. But you know what? Well, I don't know, because these guys are both faces. I was going to say... I just, gonna... real, I just realized three out of the four are, in fact, baby faces. Hmm. That's kind of weird. Maybe it will be Ron. Okay, we're about well, to be I'm at gonna, a minute. I'm going to say Ron. It's going to be Ron. Minute. We're under a minute officially here. Chopping away on Wildcat. Is it five minutes for each one, or is it two, five and then two, two, two? No, I think it's five. I don't, it's kind of a weird, I didn't realize that when they announced this match last week that there was like a weird stipulation to it. I don't, I don't think they said that. I think they just made it sound like a four-way. Well, like a cool I name. I thought it was too. You can, I don't know if you're noticing, Bob, the crowd is slowly dying out. Like they're much quieter in this match than they've been all night. Well, and I, well, here's the thing. There isn't going to be a winner for at least 15 more minutes. Right. So what can you, there's nothing to get excited about because either one of these guys get a pinfall. It's just an elimination, right? Right. Five, four, three, two, catatonic. Catatonic. One. Wait, he can't go for the pin. He's he got to wait. pin him? Oh, shit. Oh, Raven's in. Wow, he slid in there before his music even started. Oh, that's crazy. That was weird that he couldn't pin the guy. It's like, well, there's not a five-minute countdown yet. Oh, there it is. Okay. Well, that was a late start. Wait a second. He just said he could have eliminated AJ Styles, so this is also elimination? That's what I thought. Oh, I didn't get that. Okay. It's kind of weird. 
And that's uh, why now, I think the crowd would be kind of burnt out because you're not going to know the winner of the match until at least 10 minutes now. Right. If we were in the building, I probably would ask you, hey, Bob, can you go grab us some cotton candy and popcorn uh, for us? Because we're going to be here for at least another 20 minutes. Yeah. Now, if it was just a regular four-way, then that's not happening. No. Because we'd be like, oh, shit, you never know. But now I need some cotton candy. Oh, my God. He knocks so loudly. Somebody always hears. Because you think you hear him knocking. You think I'm coming in. Coming, I think he's coming in. That's right. We're under four minutes already. See? Or we're flying by now. Raven's in the ring. Raven makes time go faster. We've adjusted our time here uh, to go 1.25 seconds. Okay, we're under two minutes. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Styles gets kicked out of the ring. Oh, he's trapped here. Jeff Jarrett comes in. He said, oh, the RavenEffect.com. I believe that's still his website. Really? Let me check. We we got time. <laughs> I'll take a look. It was though. Oh, speaking of going for the Raven effect, Styles stopping that. Going for a Styles clash. And nope. You know, it's I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but uh, I'll Raven his clothesline Harris after Styles back. But did you know that Crash Holly stole the Styles Clash? I did not know that. I was watching a uh, September 2002 Velocity. And Crash Holly hit the Styles Clash, or as he called it, the Crash Landing. Oh. And I was like, oh, only, it only took two months of TNA being uh, going on here for the Styles Clash to be stolen. Don't worry, Michelle McCool stole it as well. But I do remember that. Um. So the RavenEffect.com is his official website. The weird thing about it is it doesn't look like there's been any official updates since July, uh, January 21st, 2020. But it does have like a feed to his Twitter and like links to his Patreon and stuff like that. So there's still like recent stuff on it. Yeah. His podcast, um, there's a feed for that as well. But it hasn't like, because there's like an updates section and that hasn't actually been updated. Three-way headlock. I guess it's a two-way, but three guys. I was going to say, it's a double sleeper. Raven's got one on Styles, and Harris has got one on Raven. Styles looks like he is passing out, but he breaks free with a double jawbreaker. One minute, 50 seconds now until Ron the Truth Killings comes out. And then yeah. at that point, there's no more time. It's just eliminations. Why does Raven not have a shirt that says, I think you hear me knocking, I think I'm coming in? It's a missed opportunity. If, I've, if I got the chance to meet Raven again, I'd have him sign a promo with that. I think you hear me knocking, I think I'm coming in. You know what? And then he'd be like, I knew, I knew that one worked. I knew it worked. That's why I kept it up. Harris breaking up the pin. I, that's why I said it for almost a year. Dude, we're over a year now, I think. Well, no, we're not, because I get... Well, no, we're not. No, you're right. Holy shit, I feel like he's been here for so long, so much longer. Because right. he didn't start saying it until, like, near the end of 03, I feel like. No, you're right, you're right. It's a late 03. We're under a minute, 54 seconds. Brainbuster. Raven going for the cover. Now, why would you break it up? It's elimination. Let him pin him. Help him. Hold him down. 
AJ, you know what? AJ deserves to lose because he doesn't know the rules. Raven's super kicking Chris Harris because Styles moved out of the way. Disc is clotheslined by Styles. You can't follow up on that either. All three men down. Ron Killings could run down right now and probably cover all three men and win. The Italy, I eliminate all of them. Four, three, two, one. Bah, 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 bah. This mother is a bad jam. Beware. The other song's better. I don't care what anyone says. Well, he's taking his sweet time coming down. Well, no reason for him to run in there. Clean it house. The crowd is dead for that. He's doing some dance moves. I was anticipating more of a crowd reaction for Ron, and uh, really they're not- probably exhausted, Bob. That's true. And that spitting forearm. Oh, 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 she's doing the split. Comes back with that kick. Raven was almost too far away, but he just got him with his foot. So Killing's got his styles all to himself. Going for the scissors kick? No, Raven pulls it. It's an axe kick, but he got pulled out. Scissors. I'm going to try to ask Ron Killings on Twitter. And, like, is this an axe kick like Mike Tanay says or a scissors kick like Bob says? And he's going to say it's an axe kick, brother. Styles on the top rope. Holy shit. Springboard shooting star pressed to the floor. Knocking down all three men. He's dead. We definitely need to see that again. Keith in the truck. Show us a goddamn replay. We need a replay. We're all dead. If Raven farts, uh, Harris is done. He's sitting between his legs. And look who was watching in the back, Bob. Monty Brown. The alpha male stalking his prey. I'm getting nervous because we have not heard much of anything from uh, Jeff Jarrett. And uh, that's usually not a good sign. Yeah, well, what's that mean, Bob? It means he's here. I'm saying he's going to do something. No promos, no mention of his name even once. They want you to forget about him. He's going to come out. Russo wasn't even like, he's banned from ringside. Like, no, he can come out. Raven, some right hands here in the middle of the ring. Knee lift by Ron. Oh, oh back up out. Oh, going for a nice high kick, but he misses it. Truth going for one. He ducks too. Oh, it's a gurry. Kick to the back of the head. Styles going for a cover. Very slow. Two. It's a two count. Bunny Brown is looking with intent. Weird. He's sitting in front of the screen like a normal person. Huh? Yeah. He's not standing up and to the side. Looking over his shoulder at it like this. Oh, this does not hurt my neck at all. I hate, dude. I hate that shit so much. Or when it's like a group of people and there's like two on each side and they're all like. Yeah. Oh, truth going for a muscle buster and styles. Oh, 
crept down on his and knees. It looks pretty devastating. True, true. One, two. Harris breaks it up during the replay. No, was that that was maybe one of the slowest counts by Ruby it's, Charles. It's the drama. Ever. The drama. Drama. Is that what we're calling it? Drama. Storytelling. As Harris lays in the left hands on killings. Chris Harris grabbing Ron, killing, delivering some left-hand punches. I wonder if James Storm is watching the match. We haven't seen him, so he probably isn't. Well, we know Mountie is. Probably Brown is. Sharpshooter? Who's this guy, Bret Hart? Well, Raven he... just casually walks over, stares at him <laughs> in the face. Harris is like, just hit me. It's fine. Now, Jake. they better not let go. It's elimination. So both of them should just tap. Who cares? That's a good point. Look at him twisting the leg of Raven. Ready's going for another one. Ready? Oh. oh. Their fans are chanting for truth. Come on. Oh, Raven kicks Styles into Harris. That breaks up the submissions. That's right, baby. I feel like I feel like no one really submits to a sharpshooter anymore. No, they don't. Styles going on the top, but he gets pushed off the the post to the floor. Oh, catatonic right. by Harris. Let's see. Oh, and nope. Raven stops it, which is weird. Oh, super kick I by Raven. I feel like they don't understand the rules of the match. Maybe Raven they just stopped. want to be the one who does it. Uh, I guess, but when it's elimination, I mean, I'd rather you know them eliminate each other and then I just swoop in later and win. Styles sliding in the ring. Truth is in there. If this was oh. exciting wrestling, they'd have uh, probably a count out. A count out, yeah. Oh, high kick by Styles. Kick right in the face. We got four minutes left in the show. Holy crap. No one's been eliminated yet. Or catapult, no. Ron sitting AJ on the top rope and delivered a right hand. What is he going to go for? Is he going to go for a Hurricane Rana? He's up there. Oh, oh. Styles caught him. He's going looking for a Styles clash, maybe. Killing slips out. Styles with a sunset flip, going for the cover. Nope, pulls him up. Styles clash. Is that elimination one, one, two? No, no. Nope. Raven breaks Raven it up. Raven breaks it up. They gotta hustle up with freaking three eliminations. What are we doing? I got a bad feeling about this, Bob. 
What if it's not elimination? They're like, oh, I, it looks like it's not one. I'm sort of thinking that too. Raven in this t- position for Styles Clash. What's that? <gasps> Is it Jeff Jarrett? I fucking I knew it. No, Jeff Jarrett was never mentioned, Don. Oh shit! Oh, and he smashes. Oh shit, dude. Tanae mentioned does mention that Russo did not say Jarrett's name. Even Flo Andrew DDT. Thomas trying to get him out. One, two. Oh, Harris pulls Harris him out. out. I don't think this is elimination, Dallas. I don't either. I think they got the rules messed up. Harris is on the top. top rope. Jeff Jarrett's probably like, oh, shit, I didn't want Chris Harris to win. Elbow drop. That didn't look too bad. Is Styles, Styles busted, busted open? open? Yeah, he must be. Ron Killings pulls out the referee. The drama. Raven Harris going over the top to the floor. Styles struggling to get to his feet. Ron's on the top rope. Killings on the top. Oh, my God. Scissors kick off the top rope. Yeah, he hit that axe kick great from the top. One, two, three. What? Ron Killings is your... What? Wait. Vince Russo is like, no. He's got the belt. He's confused. What happened? He's like, what happened? BG James Conan ringside. What do you mean, what happened, Vince? Were you not watching the match? And also, Andrew Thomas has a broken guitar in his hand. His <laughs> hand, dude. Jared's like, what's going on? Haven't they reversed decisions before because of this shit? Yeah, Andrew Thomas, thank you. Oh, my God. Get out of here. Get out of here. JB's even up there. JB, I can't overturn a referee's uh, decision. They've said that before. The decision stands. Holy shit, dude. Ron Killings is your new NWA champion. Yeah, but now Jared's like, I want my rematch. He knows he can beat Ron. <laughs> That's why. Yeah. That makes sense. Well, it's interesting, Bob, because... They've, uh, you know, we read these rumors that it was going to be the beatdown on Styles, and Styles would lose because of that. And now we've we've pivoted. Right. Wow, dude, I really, really did not expect this. Okay, so this Killings going in the face of Jarrett. Yeah, there's no way Ron Killings is going into the Impact era as the freaking world champion. There's no way. And that wraps up the show. One hour, 53 minutes, 10 seconds. Yeah, there's no way. There's no way that Ron is making it to the, the first episode of Impact. So you got to do something on the June 2nd show or whatever. Yeah, so let's see here. Because we, so next, so next week we've got the, well, the World X Cup. Right. Right. So it'll be nothing new there. Nothing new. And that, so that's May 26th. All right. So after that, yeah, we got the June 2nd show. And that's got to, they've got to be doing something. We, we don't know any details about that show at all. Could it be, does he maybe 
does Jeff win it on the first impact? I could see that happening. That'd be huge. That'd be a good way to start TV, I would say. That'd be a, yeah, that'd be a pretty big moment. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, Bob, what do you think about that show overall? Uh, like I said, I said I wasn't going to do thumbs in the middle. Wasn't So I can't say it was bad. So I'm going to go a slight thumbs up. I don't think it was bad anyway, though, really. No, I mean, the like the Bunkhouse brawl was annoying. Okay, that was the only thing on the show that I really didn't like. And, you know, and the main event annoyed me as well because they definitely said it was elimination. Right? Yeah, there was definitely some confusion there. And it was not elimination. And then also, they have, Russo has changed the referee's decision before. Thrown something out, and now suddenly... He, he doesn't do that, and I'm wondering if it's like a way to prove himself to the three life crew. Right, I, I'm a little, oh, I'm a little confused. Like stuff, so I don't know. I'm confused why he even bothered coming out then. Well, how are you going to come out and be like, "What happened?" Like, it's a main event. You bucked. You're running the show. You're it's definitely great. watching it backstage. You gotta be watching this fucking match. And then Andrew Thomas is like, <laughs> with broken guitar in his hand, Jeff Jarrett came out. What do you mean, Jeff Jarrett about? There's no way. What do you mean? I mean? It's like, come on, right there. What are you talking about? Right. So that I mean, some of I think to an extent, some of that is like insulting <laughs> the fans' intelligence. Like, yeah, I think that's fair to say. Like, of course you know what's going on, and of course, like, you see the freaking broken guitar. Like, who uses a guitar? One guy, and he wasn't even in the match. Although I do like Tanay not insulting us by saying, "Oh, Russo never said Jarrett." Yeah, yeah. Jared could ruin it. So, is that technicality too? So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I enjoyed it for the most part. So, no complaints for me. Um, except the bunkhouse problem, but I already mentioned that. Okay. So, yeah, next week, Bob, the World X Cup. We know there is a 16 man gauntlet, there is going to be two tag team matches. There's a ladder match and an Ultimate X match. How can they fuck that up? I hope Tune not. in next week, and we'll find out. <laughs> I can't believe that they're doing a ladder match and an Ultimate X match. That seems a bit crazy. I mean, I, you're just setting yourself up for some redundancy, maybe. But... No, dude. It's not a ladder match. Ultimate X is different. I know. The Ultimate X is like replacing the ladder match, but then you also have a ladder match. Right. Well, we'll see what happens. Uh, hopefully, they ladder match. They have the belt up on the Ultimate X structure, so then it's really... I'm kidding. They're not doing that because it was filmed on a different day, but... Well, right, right, right. Um, yeah, man. I don't know. I'm excited for it for the first time. One of the tape shows actually looks promising. And then after that, dude... Guys. We're about to be at Impact. We have one more. So after the... Next week, we have one more. And then our first episode. And then of literally, technically, two days later, first Impact. Are you guys ready? Are you ready for Impact Wrestling? I am. I'm, I'm excited for it, dude, because I'm telling you, I have not, like I've said before, I have not watched 2004 Impacts. If I watched it since it aired originally. Yeah, it's gonna be wild. I haven't even I didn't even review them for Russ and Recaps. 
So I'm also very excited for the um, for the second anniversary because there is something pretty big that happens at that show, and I remember it very well. Oh, so yeah. I'm pretty excited about that show as well, uh, and I hope you guys are excited as well. And as always, if you are not following us on our social media channels, well, first off, what are you doing? Um, because there's some really great stuff over there at cross the line TNA on Twitter at TNA cross the line pod on Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel, which may or may not be updated by the time you listen to this. However, you can, you guys know where to listen to us early ad free baby. <laughs> uh, we're all over the place. Podbean, Google podcasts, Apple podcasts, Spotify, you name it. We're on it. And if you are enjoying the show, please leave us a review and share us around. Yeah, tell your friends, tell your families. You know what? If you hate us, tell people you don't like, and they can waste uh, two and a half hours listening to us talk about a wrestling show that maybe they don't even know exists, nor do they care about. Uh, but we care about uh, TNA Impact. Uh, it's continued to be a lot of fun. Dallas, are you uh, all set for next week or what? Yeah, man, I am so ready. Ultimate X. Let's go. All right, then. Until next week, for Dallas Greeley, I am Bob Conley Jr., and this has been the TNA Crossline Podcast. This mother is a bad jam. Beware, coming for you. The remix. Three live crew. Still getting rowdy. Mic check, mic check, press the mic, one, two, three. You got the truth, K-Dog, and BG. And we do the damn thing because we can. And I am the Sundance Superman. I be stepping like the big black incredible hole. But hold on, you know what they say, if you study long, you study wrong. At NWA, we be standing strong. We be cooking like neck bone. Smoking like cheese and chalk. Ain't no competition, get any opposition. See the three live crew hit switches. And then we knock the doors down. Hell, we're the NWA tag champions now. Before you watch the remix, but three live crew still getting rowdy. But I said, Oh, you didn't know that we the three LK. Beware, coming for you. It's the remix. Three live crew still getting rowdy. I'm singing orderly. Oh, you didn't know that we the three LK. Wow, 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 yippee, yo, yippee, Arriba la raza all day, every day. I'm that sick with it though, I'm a pro, I'm a hustler, I'm the grind, and attacking that tax-free dough. No, see, no, the three life crew be like, whoa, beat it back, beat it back, give me that flow. A redneck and a spit backed up by a Negro? Beware, coming for you, that's the remix, three life crew, still getting rowdy. Oh,